Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. We lost. Lost everything. There's nothing left for us here. I don't think we're here, is. No, no, Jesus. Not then. Not again. We need to run. No. We need a fight. Get ready. Halo, halo there, ladies and gentlemen, true believers, heretic deceivers, and all you grip ball retrievers, you're tuning in to the Sacred Icon Podcast, and we're here with episode 75. I'm Jovial Joshua Hargis, and join with me, as always, is my buddy, my pal, my friend, you already know what I'm going to say, it's Brian Arvett. Brian, what's up, buddy? What are we talking about today? Glad to be back, Josh, uh, on episode 75. It's kind of surreal, isn't it, to believe that we're this far along, three quarters of the way to episode 100. And actually, if you include all of our bonus episodes, I think we're like one or two away from 100. Yeah, that's wild. Absolutely yeah, man. Wild. Long time coming. Waiting I think Blue for Harvest is about to hit 300. Do you see that? What's that? The th- uh, Blue Harvest is about to hit 300. Oh, really? Yeah, well, they're 299. Yeah, that's Star Wars podcast we listen to. Um, yeah, it's going to be cool to finally hit 100. We'd hit 100 if we, had, if, if we did all of our episodes normal, but we're... We like to keep it different. You do oddball right. stuff. So, um, but anyways, guys. So if you listen to the previous episode, episode seventy-four, we talked about the story of Halo Five Guardians, the positives, the negatives. Had a lot of you send in voice clips, tell us how you felt. And we thought, uh, after recently reading the latest Inside Infinite update, uh, rather than just do an episode focusing on what was in that update, we figured we'd package it all in one nice bow. Um, that would also flow nicely after the Story of Halo 5 Guardians podcast episode. So today we're just going to talk about the journey to Halo Infinite because it's been a long journey. The, the journey there has been three years. You know, a lot of games development is three years. We just heard it announced and then we have three years still. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so today we're going we're gonna to talk about kind of when Infinite was first announced. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it till the day is over. <laughs> it's not like I was cold or something. Like I was shivering. 
Oh, <laughs> kind of had like a little Mountain Dew caught in my throat. You, you know, that's the one thing that sucks about not having videos of this is you guys miss the little nuanced moments of Brian and I's expressions. This was yeah. right there. It's like, well, sometimes we start singing and we don't know where it's going to go. So it's like the words are like, it's like the tracks being laid as the train's going, you know? Yes. Well um, said. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so let's start off by saying this. Okay, Josh. So you play Halo 5 Guardians. You know, it's weeks later, months later, the, the newness of it's wore off. Mm-hmm. What is your mindset thinking about where the Halo story goes next? What's your hype to see whatever Halo 6 is going to be? Do you care? Are you upset? What, what are your thoughts? I didn't, uh, I wasn't really thinking as much about that. I think I was in such a, uh, such a post-mortem discussion phase still of wanting mm-hmm. to just assess like yep, how same. disappointing it was that um, I was still grieving. Um, so I wasn't really thinking about Halo Infinite um, per se or, you know, that what, what it was going to be. But uh, uh, any any little bits I had of it were really just uh, vague notions of, OK, like, I guess we're going against, you know, head to head with Cortana. That was really the only kind of, I guess, um, yeah. conclusion I was able to draw um, in terms of my enthusiasm. Uh, I was still kind of excited. I mean, it didn't kill my excitement kind of like it did yours um, at the time. I was more um reeling from like i said still you know the kind of the grieving process of seeing even your enthusiasm just die down it's like well man if brian's isn't there then it's like shit you know i can only keep mine up for so long you're gonna be the most optimistic person for this for this question these questions because you were less (laughs) even though you're super invested you were less invested well that's more or less my answer though but what about you man where are you at well because you had a completely different (laughs) journey in a way the truth is guys and I, i you know I don't. I'm I'm relaying how I felt in 2015, you know. So it's just telling you the truth. I honestly was so upset and disappointed by Halo 5 story. I just didn't care about Halo going forward anymore. And it's not one of those deals where I went on a bunch of message boards and I said, "Oh, Halo 5 was so bad. I don't. I'm never gonna play the game again. Like I don't even care about Halo 6." It was one of those things where it was such a true and genuine distaste for Halo moving forward that I just quietly quit being invested in the series. I didn't care about Halo 6 anymore. I didn't need to go online and tell anyone to convince anyone because a lot of times when you do that, I'm not saying this goes for everyone, but a lot of times when you go online and you try to convince, you try to say, oh, this is horrible. I'm never buying the next one. It's almost like you're trying to to sell someone on your distaste or you're trying to, you know, rationalize. I think that's definitely what it is every time. Like, even though you know you're going to buy the next one, you kind of, like, go online and you try to make a stink and and kind of rationalize your opinion. But I didn't even do that. I just just quietly kind of, except for talking to, like, Josh and my my close friends, I quietly just descended away from uh, from Halo as a franchise because I just – I just didn't. I honestly just didn't care. I was disappointed with with five, and I just didn't see any direction it could go that would make me care. I still played MCC and and loved Halo – you know, prior just as well, I don't as mean to interrupt, but I, I correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. But I think even around that time, um, that you kind of fell out of games altogether. I mean, there were a lot of other things going on that caused that, yeah, but I think Halo Halo 5 story kind of attributed to that, too, right? Halo 5 was the um, that was the final kind of the final nail in the coffin, I would say, sort of, because 2015 was a bad year for me. I'm not going to go into all that detail, but I had I was disappointed by three major games that year. I had waited for Batman Arkham Knight, which came out that summer. And I was really disappointed by it because a lot of the Batmobile stuff, there was no boss fights. I was really disappointed. Then it came to later end of the year, October, Halo 5 came out and didn't like it. And then Fallout 4 came out right after that, which I did like, but ultimately, I, don't, I almost don't even want to use the word disappointed because I think Fallout 4 is a great game. But, but Fallout 4, it wasn't what I was hoping. 
it, it kind of felt like, you know, it was like I played Fallout 3 and Oblivion, and those games were awesome. Then Skyrim came out, and it was just as good as I hoped. So I thought, oh, Fallout 4 is just going to continue that trend. And Fallout 4, to me, was kind of eh, a step or two back, but it was still good. So just a lot of disappointment. I got, you know, pseudo unrelated. I got depressed that year, ended up getting, like, medication for that. Then then I kind of went into the next year, which is a, is a dark time in my life. Also, for me and Josh's friendship a little bit, because I started to... I kind of fell out of games, and in 20, what was that, 2016, I started, for the first time in my life, like, going out drinking and partying, which is, like, anybody who's listening to this podcast or, or knows me is, like, that's so, like, not Brian at all. Um, so I kind of spent 2016, like, self-discovery mode. Um, but then, you know, as time went on, came around to Halo 5 and accepted it for what it is, and obviously I'm I'm completely back in on the on the Halo fandom again. But, yeah, that game... That game really. Um, it was a it was an interesting journey, but I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah, yeah, I can remember. Sometime I'll have to tell you guys in the podcast because we can laugh about it now. But I did. I, I really, really irritated Josh that year. I, I asked <laughs> him to do me a favor, and I was completely 100 percent in the wrong. Josh was completely justified. Ask about it sometime. I'll tell you. I won't tell you here. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, turbulent year. Um, but so I didn't care about Halo anymore. I just did not. I literally didn't care. I didn't have to tell people I didn't care. I just didn't. Um, but then, and so, so then we're going to move, and I guess I got to kind of carry this story forward through asking these go questions ahead. as we continue to go. So, yeah, go so basically, it. the next time we see Halo is Halo Wars 2 in 2017. Hmm. And I didn't care about it because of my distaste for Halo 5. But due to, I guess, um, almost habit, I still bought it day one because I'm like, I can't not buy Halo. I just got to. So I bought it day one, and I played through it. And I also played through it right in the middle of breaking up with me and my girlfriend breaking up. This was Shelby. For, oh, okay. For Josh, Josh, for reference. I got you. And between not caring about Halo and being in the middle of a breakup, I definitely did one of those things where I kind of turned my brain off and just stormed through the game to beat it. I thought, And when I beat Halo Wars 2, I, I thought it wasn't very good, which lets you know how just completely gone I was from the, like I was playing it on autopilot. I was like, Halo Wars one was better. This wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Of course, once I, you know, later played it again when I was in a more right mind, I'm like, holy crap, Halo Wars 2 is like return to form. Amazing. Awesome. Way better than the first one. I love it. Definitely uh, goes so, to show you, you where you're at in, in your life and, and your mood yeah. definitely affects your perceptions of your, your experiences with games. I mean, it definitely games, does. Games, movies, that. anything really. Anything. Don't, yeah, don't wanna, absolutely. Don't go online and leave a review when you just got done playing or watching something and you're super depressed because it's probably not uh, going to be accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Halo Wars 2 came and went. You know, I didn't really care about it. Josh, uh, he has yet to play it. So I don't think, I think it's fair to say you more or less didn't care about it then either. No, uh, I do have a quick little story, although it's okay. nothing special. But um, yeah, I was super focused on a relationship I was in at the time. Um, so I didn't play that at all. But I also didn't because I hadn't played Halo Wars 1 yet. So I thought to myself, not going to buy this until it goes on sale super cheap because yeah I don't even I didn't even own the first one at the time mm-hmm. um, and I think I, it was around that time I think the first one had come to like they had the definitive edition come to Xbox One correct it was somewhere yeah, around there yeah it came yeah you, you, if you bought a certain edition of Halo Wars two it came with it that's right that's right yeah so uh, the only thing I remember was um, seeing the trailer the announcement trailer the CG one and people were really excited and I remember I just feeling whelmed but it was just because. Uh, you know, coming off Halo Five. I mean, um, I I was the only the only thing I had left coming out of Halo Five after you know the first couple of weeks, month even, was just the multiplayer. I was still really into the multiplayer. I loved it, had a great time. But then after you know 
two years had passed and we get to this announcement trailer and all that kind of stuff or whenever it was somewhere around there. But, um, I was just kind of whelmed. I was, I, I kind of felt like I had moved on with halo because of, of that, you know, of how that seeped into it. I, I thought, eh, I'll get it. I will get excited for the next one, but this is just a sub, you know, a yeah. spinoff thing. And it just, I feel bad for the ones that worked on that because it's like, it just kind of came at a bad time. You know? Yeah. I mean, it didn't really get any they, momentum behind it. They were carrying a huge weight on their shoulders being the follow-up to Halo 5. I know it's not actually the direct follow-up, but it's the next Halo. No, I, Halo I agree with that completely. Um, yeah. So then you fast forward to the uh, Slip Space trailer of 2018, which oh, was yeah. in summer. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, very much like we've talked about this before in the podcast, uh, 343 likes to have trailers where you have no idea what the game is until it's Halo. I love and it. that's kind of what this was. Uh, yeah. You see like uh, Wildlife and... And uh, you see a warthog at the end of it eventually, and eventually it pans on to Chief holding his helmet. Um, he had a different design then uh, when they showed that slip space trailer off. Mm-hmm. But once again, it looked, this 2018 slip space trailer, it looked aesthetically pleasing. The sound looked great. The sound, the sound sounded great, I should say. And I thought it looked good, but once again, I wasn't, I just wasn't interested in Halo anymore. It's still, at that point, I was, I was playing MCC and stuff, but... I just kind of saw it and went, eh, you know, Halo Infinite, you know, what are, I don't, why is it not? When that happened, Brian, do you feel like, (laughs) were you still at a point of like, I don't know if I can get excited for Halo anymore, or was it just, this doesn't relate, this isn't enough to get me going? I honestly thought I couldn't get excited for Halo anymore. Gotcha. So the 2018. Heartbreaking. Yeah, it it was. The 2018 demo, even with it being a great reveal, uh, Mm -hmm. it did nothing. Also doesn't help. Um, I was very much looking. I was really, I was really trying to find a, a girlfriend at that time. I really, sure. I was just, I was so well, desperate. The state be, games don't matter as much for sure. I didn't want to be lonely, and it's funny because about a month after the Slip Space trailer is when I started talking to my wife. So, Aww. yeah. So of course, of course, if there was any chance <laughs> That's of me cool, going, man. yeah, if there was any chance of me going back and rewatching it like months later, that was gone because I then then it was like. I already didn't care about Halo, but it's like I don't even care about games now because I'm talking to my <laughs> my girlfriend. You know, um, you know, you guys know how it is when you get a new you get a new. I'm only laughing because it's it's, it's very pure. It's very pure. Yeah. Um, so then, basically, just kind of fast. That kind of put me on a track of I really didn't think about Halo at all because from 2018 all the way till um, 2019, I was dating my girlfriend, proposed to her in 2019, then um, right before. I get married because um, I got married in twenty nine June of twenty nineteen. We get the twenty nineteen um, trailer. Actually, Josh, before I go into the twenty nineteen trailer, I did not ask you how you felt about the twenty eighteen trailer. I oh, got carried well, away. I'm glad you asked, Brian. Thank you so much, man. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, so that was cool for me because that was actually on the flip side. I was a couple months out of uh, my that that relationship having ended, and seeing that um, Slip Space Engine trailer was just one of the many things that were kind of coming in where it really got me excited about the future. You know, when you're in kind of a, a down, a downwind, you know, you're, you're, you're down in the slumps a bit and you're trying to climb back out of it and, and stuff like that. It was, that was one of the light bulbs I could see in a very dark room. And I was like, Oh cool. Like they're finally, you know, talking, having this conversation about a new halo. And then you see it's halo infinite. And I'm like, what does that mean? And then my first thought was like, well, there goes the six. <laughs> you know, like I, yeah. was, I was a little bumped, but that really excited me. Um, but I, like Brian said, uh, 
you know, they're they're very deceiving in how they initially kind of show the trailers. And because as soon as it showed like the inside of, I think it was a tent, um, I was thinking like, is this some kind of like Call of Duty game or some kind of like modern military uh, modern military like game? And and then you see uh, you see a couple things that make you think it's Halo, and then suddenly you see Chief's helmet, and you're like, <gasps> and that's when I was like, Halo, and it all mm. came flooding back to me. I'm glad you were more excited than I was at that time, for sure. I was. Um, so then if we fast forward to the 2019 trailer. This is the one where you first see the pilot. And as the trailer starts, you have Oscar no idea Meyer, the Halo trailer. For those who yeah, Oscar Meyer. Seen, and maybe tuning into this for the first time and have no idea. But Josh always says that pilot looks like Oscar Isaac, which I agree with. And <laughs> a podcast we listen to, they call him Oscar Meyer. So Josh yeah. calls him Oscar Meyer. Yeah, um, but so we get uh, the 2019 arrive trailer. Independently. Go ahead, Brian. And Sorry. the 2019 trailer, dude, it was it was great. It was awesome. It had the familiar Halo music. Chief looked great. Everything about it was great. I still didn't care. <laughs> I, it's the sad. Did it truth. get you any? Did it get you any more excited than the Slip no. one? No. Nope. Did it not, get you not any at all. less excited? No. No. I just I was I was apathetic. I still didn't. And, and it does once again at this time. I am. I just moved to West Virginia, and I am now a month away from getting married or so. So I have a lot more things in my life on my mind than. A Halo trailer uh, at the time. What's that then? That was 2019. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, no, I, I, it sucks, guys. I know it's not what you want to hear, but like I, that might I just make you mind. Everyone. Well, I know. I mean, you think like, okay, well, when Brian gets that 2019 trailer, man, like they really brought the spirit of Halo back. But I'm watching. I'm just like, nah. You know, there's more Halo. Whatever. I, I, I'm <laughs> I like still, the honesty. I appreciate. I'm just that. still not invested because yeah. of Halo Five. Um, uh, Josh, how do you feel about that 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 trailer? Then, do you remember? Uh, excited, but also underwhelmed. Uh, underwhelmed in the sense that uh, I was expecting a little gameplay. bit more gameplay. I was essentially expecting like what we got in 2020. But yeah. um, we'll get there. But uh, no, overall, it was still really cool. I mean, you get that first shot in, in first person, and it was. I feel like it was a little smoke and mirrors. But I was like, you know, when it shows his health bar and everything, mm-hmm. there's a shield. I was like, oh, you know, like oh, you know, yeah. I freaked out and everything. But um. No, definitely cool. Um, definitely left, but it ultimately left me wondering, you know, more. And I would just thought, oh, I like waited wait a year. year I wanted play now. Yeah, I <laughs> thought I waited a year to get some answers. Now you're kind of saying I got to wait longer, and uh, you know, how long is that going to be? So that that was a bit as cool as it was. It was a bit frustrating, I should say. That's yeah. where I would. You know, it's kind of crazy because then right after that, that's about the time, you know, a couple months after that, that's when the whole Outpost Discovery thing started. Mm. And it's crazy to say, I I feel like, I feel so bad to say it, but it's the truth is like, you know, me and Josh weren't really uh, paying much attention to Outpost Discovery either. And speaking for myself, I didn't really care about Outpost Discovery. I didn't want to go to Outpost Discovery because I still hadn't, like, I still was, I guess, I don't know how to say it. I was still, I don't want to say salty because that makes it sound like I was holding a grudge. I wasn't. Um, I was still just, no, I was just still uninterested in Halo going forward because of Halo 5. Even in 2019, Outpost Discovery time. And, you know, now, you know, I'm not saying, now that we're, now that we're Sacred Icon and, and people know us, I'm not saying we're anything huge, but people are aware of us. It seems probably odd retroactively to think Sacred Icon, Sacred Icon hadn't been created yet, but that we weren't it's the surreal. people behind the people behind Sacred Icon didn't care about Outpost Discovery. And it wasn't because of anything to do with Outpost Discovery or 343 or anything like that. It was just, you know, it's okay to have I, those times. I go yeah, through those did, all the time. <laughs> I was just uninterested uninterested in the future of Halo. And yeah. and it and looking back on it now, basically it seems like what happened is Halo 5 cuz 
Halo 5 put my Halo hype and love on hold is what it did because any of you guys listening that you know you're the you know you personally listening that maybe you're the biggest fan in your in your around your friends or whatever you know what it's like to be in that Halo hype to be this, the big Halo hype man and I was that person from 2004 to 2015 and then I had this gap where and of course you know I was also getting older and going through changes and and I met my wife and stuff and all that so I just had life going on but it just kind of got put on hold um, but then what's so interesting is. And we've told this story in the podcast before too. And it's funny because I didn't tell you, Josh, but Caleb, our, the guy who does our music, he was Lovely telling me, Caleb. He's like, love him. he was like, I love listening to your guys' podcast, but since I've listened to like 50 in a row, you guys go over the same stories and topics over and over and over again. I'm like, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So I I'm love it, it though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Love you, Caleb. Can't Josh. wait to have you on the show sometime. But yeah, we love doing that because I honestly, that's when Brian and I used to do stuff, uh, just have our conversations before the show. Um, that's kind of what I liked because some friends, I feel like you get to have a conversation with them and then you kind of move on and don't talk about that stuff again. Yeah. And sometimes I just want to regurgitate it. I we want to just, yeah. Just but I guess Brian and I just have that kindred spirits in that way. Yeah. So, but the story I'm getting to is that, so then we get to September 25th of 2019, and it's the, uh, was it, 12-year 12 12-year 12 anniversary of Halo 3. Mm. And I won't go into all the details because I've said it before in the podcast, but basically the inception for Sacred Icon was Josh and I having nostalgic memories for Halo of old. It had... Nothing to do with Halo Infinite. It had nothing to do with Outpost Discovery. Those weren't even on my mind. Uh, I don't even think those were on Josh. Yeah, I think we both had posted about that day. I think we'd both individually posted about that stuff, but we didn't really talk about it personally to one another. Uh, I remember going into work and just feeling kind of um, melancholy. Yeah. So, I mean, in a good way, because I missed it, you know, so but continue. Yeah, so I, so I think, you know, when Sacred Icon started, it was just born out of a deep, long history of passion for the franchise, which I think serves us better because I think if we created this podcast because we were hyped for a new game, there'd be too much pressure riding on the sustainability of the podcast to the game because that's something we never really this, talk about, but that's actually a good fact. I mean, yeah, this we podcast got, has nothing to do with Infinite, and it, no. well, that's the wrong way to put it. it the, the inception of this podcast had nothing. No, to do. I know what you're saying, though. I think most do. I mean, is it, I mean, we, we we did this stuff because we we really we're feeling nostalgic about Halo. And that was something Brian and I hadn't really felt. I had felt a little bit more than Brian for sure in the, the, the couple years between Halo, uh, between, you know, I guess starting the podcast and then also Halo 5's releasing. But uh, yeah, we just started getting nostalgic about it and decided to do it out of that. And then very quickly, that's when it seemed like we were gearing up, you know, toward that E3 and, you know, COVID yeah. hit and everything. But I mean, so it was, it definitely played a part in that, but uh, but not so much its inception. Yeah, it and I love it for that because even if Infinite turns out to be a hot steaming turd, we will still continue to do this because we're not basing on any of our conversations yeah. or, or I shouldn't say that either. <laughs> we're not basing our whole podcast like Brian said on. Yeah, the, the future of the podcast it's, it's not dependent it's, on a game success not, or anything. Yeah, it's, no. it's not dependent on anything new that comes out. It, this is me and Josh reminiscing on Halo memories and stuff. Yeah, and, and the good stuff. thing is, too, about that on the flip side, I mean, if Halo Infinite does turn out to be a big poo-poo, um, we're going to be here on the podcast rationalizing it out, why we don't like it, and maybe, yeah. you know, having things and learning, you know, other opinions from you guys and, and having that kind of discourse. And that's going to be... Uh, fun, uh, but I, I hope it doesn't turn out. I should clarify for Josh, though. Both of us think it's going to be very good. We both feel like it's going to be very good, right? Oh, I don't. Yeah, you think it's going to be bad, Josh? <laughs> wow. I'm just joshing you. Yeah. Cut you out. 
Got that. Tough sucking the hype, sucking the wind right out of this. Field. No, yeah, of course I'm excited. Yeah, we we think it's I just, be you good. know what, I, you know what, guys, I, I, I'll just say this real quick and then we'll get back. I, I'm now nowhere near as hyped as Brian is right now, only because the multiplayer is my baby. I feel like I'm already gonna love the campaign, so I'm like, I don't, I don't need to see anything or hear anything more about that. But I just, I'm, I'm ready to see the multiplayer now. I'm hungry for it. They keep alluding to it, they're showing it, and they haven't done it yet. I know it's probably coming at E3, but like, I'm ready. I'm there mentally let's go but, yeah it's fair uh, yeah, it's back to you multi- man like campaign can take a backseat it's time for multiplayer for sure that's fair um yeah so you know so we start sacred icon in uh, roughly october ish of 2019 and like josh said like well we got a lot of uh, a lot of listeners and a lot of feedback quickly and then you know since we started late in the year then before you know it we're in 2020 and we're thinking okay at any point in 2020, they could start showing us Halo Infinite stuff. So then we started, you know, b- because we're doing the podcast and because it's 2020, we we start talking about Infinite more. And um, we end up getting more excited for, for that, you know, because of our growing, uh, because of growing Sacred Icon and having this nostalgia, me and Josh are starting to get more excited for Infinite. And we thought maybe we'd see something in March or, you know, something, you know, a little earlier, but we really didn't. We really didn't see anything till that July uh, well, gameplay They definitely demo. spent that time hyping up uh, and supporting Reach's launch. Yeah, Reach's Relaunch, launch. I should say, but yeah. Yeah, and then we, we finally arrive at the summertime, and we're ramping up. We're going to see Infinite for the first time, and, you know, you guys can go back in the archive. One of our most successful episodes is the Set a Fire in Your Heart Spartan episode where we, we Man, initially that was a good time. We had, about, I think, Ian from Halo yeah. Cannon on just before. Then we did our stuff with the E3 with the reveal, and then I think we had Alex and Taraz on, and Oh, so yeah, it's such great, a fun great area time. around there. Sick. Um, yeah. yeah, so Josh and I see Infinite for the first time, and it's we're recording our reactions live. That is there back on the episode if you guys haven't heard it. And you can tell from listening to it, Josh and I were very excited, very hyped, really liked what we saw. That was genuine. It's on record. You know, it's got me doing my, okay. Where I, just, I love like, that you bring that up because that is, that's iconic to me now. It is because it's like you, Brian never talks like that, but he's you know it's like so your your right uh, angry Joe version of that look good. Yeah, that look good, Joe. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so we were both really hyped. We come out of that both feeling really hyped. We get our episode recorded, everything. There's a lot of excitement there, and then the conversation in the community quickly moves into the graphics and the visuals not looking good enough. So I'll take it to back up for a second, Josh. What were your thoughts on the demo? And then after that, what were your thoughts on the community starting to be upset about the visuals? Uh, mine was pretty similar. I mean, I obviously want to give you a chance to speak about it. I felt differently than I know you felt about the graphics, but um, it didn't, none of, I felt the graphics looked a bit flat, but that was the only complaint I had coming out of that. And even then I was so excited. You can hear it, like Brian said, that it never even crossed my mind in the moment. It wasn't until afterwards. And even then, didn't dissuade my excitement. I thought everything looked great. I was just happy to see kind of a, a spacious area to explore. I mean, we we kept speculating about some kind of open world, open zone type environment, and we got to see that and just see a little bit brief gameplay and um, getting to see the the fusion coil get attached to the the grapple shot yeah. was just fun. I mean, honestly, it was all hype. I honestly just think it... When he first brings up the TAC map and Josh goes, I called it, Brian! I called it! Yeah, it's because we had <laughs> had so many conversations. I don't know if they were even all on the podcast, but we I kept telling them, I was like, 
you know, if they bring up a heads up display, I'm going to lose my shit because that's going to be an indicator of how big, you know, how this game can have a much bigger scope. And they did it. And that for me was like more implicative of what to expect. And the implication got me so excited. So still waiting for Waterfang Gorge to appear. I know. Shout out to that. Uh, I mentioned that the other night at work, too. Anyway, though, what about you, man? I'm sure I'll come back around and say some stuff. Um, But yeah, so I, I would say my infinite hype doubled the day we saw the July demo. Because you guys, you guys got to think, up till the July demo, all we'd seen was the, really, of, of substance, was the 2019 trailer, which, or... Yeah, which, wasn't a whole which lot the trailer, up on. Yeah, the 2019 trailer, they've confirmed several times, that is the opening to the game. So it's, it's in-game, but it's not gameplay. So that's all I had to go off of. Finally see the gameplay, see that I'm not going to have to be fighting Prometheans or some weird new created race, which that might happen. I didn't even mention that, but yeah. Yeah, that, that might happen anyways, and it might be really good, but I was somebody who wanted to fight primarily Covenant, you know, banished. So, uh, and we didn't even, I kind of glossed over a few weeks before the demo, we, we got the, the audio thing that confirmed Banished would be in the game. That was pretty hype also. Yes, um, that was a so big deal. seeing familiar enemies, being on a Halo ring, you know, seeing the familiar weapons and the music uh, doubled my hype immediately, and then... I, like Josh said, I was kind of in shock how much the community was upset about the visuals. I will ultimately say objectively that's probably true, that the visuals were underwhelming and needed to be fixed in some way. I didn't feel that way, but I think that was just a subjective thing. I, uh, graphics don't really apply to me that much. I don't really affect me. But I think ultimately for the community, you know, 343 said as much. It needed to be improved. So after that, everyone's kind of wondering, okay, they didn't say an announce- They didn't say a date. We're only months away from the release date because we know it's going to come before Christmas, no matter what. Launch, yeah, a Series X. So, yeah. uh, you know, launch. it's going to launch alongside the Xbox Series X is what we've heard. So a little bit of time goes by, and we still don't know. We're like, what is going to happen here? And then suddenly, you know, um, Joe Staten comes in. Um, uh, oh, man, his name's forgetting, slipping my mind. Do you remember, Josh? Oh, oh my gosh. Chris I, Lee? I Chris Lee? It's clear, yeah, Chris Lee, right? I think it's Chris Lee. Yeah, yeah I, think I will Lee. feel so bad if I'm wrong. But yes, so it Chris is Chris Lee. Lee. It is Chris yeah, Lee. Yeah, Chris Lee is out, and Joe Staten's in. And they're like, okay, there's some shakeup. What's what's going on here? And then suddenly, I'm I don't know what Josh was doing. You can tell us what you're doing at the moment. But I'm in the drive. I'm in the parking lot of a fast food restaurant. I just met my wife there, and I'm about to get out of the car. And I check my Twitter, and there's a thing from three four three. The game's been delayed. It's not coming out. Anytime you see a tweet from a developer. That says something about block of text. news or whatever, and it's yeah. a block of text. You know it's bad. Yeah, and I, my, my heart just kind of sinks for a minute. I'm so. like, holy shit, this just happened. We're we're not getting the game this year. Well, do you remember what you were doing, Josh? When you uh, I don't remember what I was doing, but I remember how I felt. Uh, I just remember feeling like, okay, cool, um, no big deal. Uh, the feedback was, by and large, um, very negative on the reception of that. I will and say I, I was okay I mean, with the delay. Yeah, yeah, I was okay with it, and I, I would say on in Brian's defense, even though I do feel differently about the graphics, like in his defense too. Like I think a lot of people that did have opinions on it were incredibly mature, or I'm sorry, immature about how they handled that. There wasn't a lot of constructive feedback for that, although that was out there. But I think by and large, you had a lot of younger people with uh, access to the phones and not using. Yeah. Um, not being as respectful. Heard as a lot probably. of people say they should just scrap the game and start over. Okay. Yeah, a lot that of stuff like that. And a I, joke. It was ridiculous. It's but not even um, funny. no, I just, I, you know, I, I was on a different side of the things of the whole ordeal because I remember a lot of people feeling really down about it, and I thought, you know, like I, I, I just thought, like I just felt optimistic about it. I thought, Same you know here. what, like I've gotten to see a little bit of this game. You know, it, it, maybe we're biased because we had the podcast. You know, I just. When, it, when the delay happened, I just thought, 
this is something Brian and I can definitely talk about. And now we're going to be able, rather than riding this hype train, now we can have this sort of grieving process of yeah. getting through this and, and kind of discuss that and navigate that with the community. So I kind of was looking at more the creative side and the optimistic side of, of how we're going to get through this all together. Um, but, uh, you know, it was a bummer, but I mean, I didn't really, I wasn't phased by it because it wasn't like they canceled the game altogether. Um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't that upset either. I, I was just happy like, to see gameplay, to be honest. That was enough. Yeah, I'm glad we saw gameplay, and I knew they needed more time, and I was okay with it. And it's, it's weird. It's kind of hard to, to, like, to put it into words how I feel, but, like, being close to 30, Josh is already in his 30s, I kind, I'm, more, I'm, I'm more excited about the podcast overall doing Sacred Icon than I am Halo Infinite. Like, that sounds weird or kind of sounds bad, but, like, what I'm saying is, you know, the, 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 the teenager version of Brian who literally could not sleep at night because he's thinking about the next Halo game. You know, I, I'm just older now. I just don't feel that way. It's, it's just a game, a game I'm very excited for, and I'm going to play the heck out of. But for me, like, doing the podcast with Josh, doing Sacred Icon was so much fun that, like, I was kind of, my Halo stuff was kind of satiated by doing that. Like, I, I can wait for Infinite, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. Infinite's well, going to come there, go, that, we're yeah, we don't do, do it because of Infinite, although that's never been a but never been in question but i mean it just goes to show that i mean like i said i pretty much felt the same way because i just thought to myself how how can this now change the course of discourse i think the course of our conversations and content not to mention uh, on the podcast we started thinking about all the things we can talk about for the next year that we were gonna have to not talk about yeah because that was like if it comes out brian alluded to it are gonna be infinite centered pretty much yeah yeah so like brian alluded to we were gonna you know, as we were kind of getting into early 2020, we were just a couple months into doing the podcast and we didn't really, we were just, we were kind of occasionally touching upon news that was popping up in Halo and the fandom and stuff. But then a lot of times episodes were just, okay, we're going to talk about this today. We're going to talk about that today. Yeah. We had a lot of fun doing that. We learned we really loved doing that. But then news started coming in more and more and you could tell it was building up hype to E3, even amidst uh, Corona and everything like that. So we definitely wanted to talk about that stuff and I'm incredibly uh I'm incredibly, I'm incredibly proud of the work we did um, to, to to get that out and cover all that. But uh. yeah, so then you know after it's delayed, I'll say it was about a month, a couple months. I feel about like a month. couple months, maybe a couple months from the delay of between before my trucks from out of the auto <laughs> shop. <laughs> Stop a new Walmart at the Lawn and Garden Center. <laughs> my dog had a third leg. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, uh, but anyways, uh, <laughs> um, sometimes we just break out in stupid song. That's yeah. that's the Sacred Icon podcast. Um, so then I feel like it was a couple months. I'd have to go back and look to be sure. But it was a couple months. We didn't hear anything past the delay. And everybody's getting pretty antsy. I think for a brief moment on one of our podcasts, I even, I even got a little antsy and said, okay, guys, you delayed the game. That's fine. But it's time to start showing us a little bit because, I mean, you kind of gave us nothing. I I was there for, yeah, I don't yeah think you kind of – yeah, you were on the podcast, but I think I'm the one that said it. I was kind of like, you know, you guys should show us something. Like, you've, we've waited this long. And I was kind of getting a little antsy. And then right at – I think it was December, they they give that big update where it shows off the uh, the armor, the, custom, the armor for multiplayer and some of the weapons that are kind of floating and the, the, the multiplayer images. There's like two of them, yep. you know, multiplayer map images. That got everyone really excited, and then they told us, you know, we're going to be doing these Inside Infinite updates where we every month we give you an update on the game, and then every two weeks after that, we'll do an Ask 343 video where we answer some of your questions, and it's kind of a way to help get us along here. And turned out, 
spectacular idea, amazing idea. Um, really have enjoyed that. Uh, we've all been just chomping at the bit every two weeks to get to that information, and we've podcasted about it. We've talked about it. Uh, now it's now it's uh, May. Today's May first, and we have through all that we've seen um, new new images, both of like scenery and environment. We've also seen like first person shots. You know, we we the one we got recently. You know, we saw. A picture of a brute which had a beard now which was kind of cool and we've seen a jackal and <laughs> a lot of people um, talking about that we got a little audio clip of uh chief and uh, halsey talking uh through one of those we got to get a lot of insight from all of the developers um just a lot of good stuff there it's kept us i mean it's honestly i don't know if you agree josh but it's made me we've got to may pretty quickly i feel like because of it it doesn't oh feel no like, it's definitely helped make the way yeah. from december then yeah absolutely for sure um we've got to hear joe staten talk at the end of everyone and kind of talk about what his experience with the game's been and now we're the first of may and you know unless we misread something it seems that that's kind of it for inside Inf- infinite updates that was the, vibe and I got the next too. thing is going to be them E3. showing gameplay footage at the e3 time uh so we're a really exciting moment here we're going to be seeing gameplay in, a, in weeks from now um you know if you come into this podcast late you know this will probably only be this podcast right here will probably only be you know four to eight or less uh episodes behind where we're talking about yeah the, the video footage which is crazy to think josh has a smile on his face he's like wow brian you put it in that context kind of crazy no it is um, absolutely so we're at this almost point been a now. year since we covered all that stuff. That's just yeah. To think about. It went quick, dude. It went quick. Um, so we're at this point now where you know we just kind of took you through from when we first saw Infinite all the way till now. We're in a good place, um, Josh. Just to quickly touch on, what did you think about the one we just had with those new images? Did it did it get you hyped? hyped okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Yes, I got hyped. Um, again, I'm still more excited about the multiplayer stuff. So. I was really excited. This was probably one of my favorite ones that's uh, come out. But um, my takeaway was like, okay, with it seeming like they're done with this, like Brian was saying, I'm really hoping E3 focuses on multiplayer. One, because I'm obviously biased. That's my preference in in Halo. But two, more importantly, from an objective standpoint, I think it's what they need to show so they can avoid alluding, you know, revealing any more story content. So that way we can see more gameplay, see how the other side of this is going to fold. Um, and play and what to expect from that. Uh, I don't need a beta, but uh, even if that's there, you know, I think it's going to get a lot of people excited and help drive the momentum for the months forward. So, yeah. Yeah, they've done a good, very good job of, of cultivating oh. the community and hype. Yes. Uh, the last thing I was going to say is that the biggest takeaway, the thing that I was most excited for, is that Infinite is getting a redesign, or the website, Waypoint, is getting a redesign. Oh, yeah. It's going to replace like Halo yep. Channel and coming to mobile and all this yeah. stuff. So, uh, much needed. And, if uh, it invokes the 360 age of Waypoint, I'll be, actually be pretty hyped about that. That would be cool. That was cool. Sure. But what about um, you, man? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, the image that's going around the most is the image of, of Chief holding the assault rifle in a four-under structure with a brute in front of him. And there's also a Halo 3 Guardian in the in the very distant yes. background. Now, many, many of you listening are already going to know this, but there's some listeners who won't, so I'm going to clarify. Uh, the Guardians you see in Halo 5, that was an idea that Bungie had. Uh, prior to 343, but the Guardians you see in Halo 5 were a different design. So there's an original Guardian design that that Bungie had. You can see it in a multiplayer map in Halo 3. Is that Epitaph? Epitaph. I can't remember which one. I think it was Epitaph. You can see it's a hologram of the the original Guardian. Well, anyways, in this new image they released, you can see in the distance a Halo 3-styled Guardian, 
which makes us wonder, you know, is that going to be a, like a, a, a sub enemy, like a Guardian Sentinel? Is it going to replace? I don't think so. But is it going to replace the Guardian design from five? I really doubt it. But very much this image invoked classic Halo. It was cool to see that structure and just picture yourself being in there shooting brutes. And oh, yeah. The one that got me the most uh, screenshot wise was definitely that one where it had the uh, sort of uh, I can't think of what to call them. The pillars on the sides. Kinda, yeah. You know, and uh, it just looked like there was space where you could fall off. It looked like. Mm-hmm. classic halo to me and yep. uh, that was incredibly inviting it was like come yeah. come run around come fall to your death you know it was it, it felt very welcoming in that sense for me i wanted to jump in that picture yeah yeah i just can't wait to thing. play it man so this, this is a great spot for us to land on and we've asked you guys um to send in your clips uh, voice clips of what you're excited about for infinite now that we have all this you know we have three years almost of of infinite hype and build up and we're we're coming in before the video uh, footage, um, so Josh is going to go ahead and read off. We got one uh, message sent in from our buddy Preyanshu. Yeah, Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. Going to read that off, and then we're going to get into some voice clips here, which you guys thought, and uh, it's just going to be exciting. Just kind of uh, all of us talking about yeah. our experience waiting for Infinite and just getting hyped for this. So, Josh, you go ahead and take us forward. Yeah, thank you so much, guys, for for taking the time to record these and send these. And these are exciting for us, and and. Hopefully exciting for all those who don't send them in and get a listen. So, yeah. Yes, our buddy Prey said, Man, let me tell you how excited I am for Halo Infinite. I can honestly yeah, say that I have never been more excited for a Halo game. Halo 3 will always be my favorite Halo game, just because I don't think any game can rival the amount of hours that I have put into this when I got it. The funny thing was that I was 12, 13 when it came out, and I didn't have an Xbox 360. My family didn't want to shell out the money at the time, and I wasn't one to beg because I had plenty of games left to play on my Xbox. So I was hyped, but I couldn't play it right away. Halo 5 was close just because of all the incredible marketing and secondary pieces of media, but I was still in school and had other responsibilities. Infinite is a game that I and this community have almost been building towards slowly but surely. Literally, I can tell you that I built an entirely new desktop PC, which will be able to run this game at max, which I cannot wait to do. Dude, super Mm -hmm. happy for you. We didn't even talk about that for PC. Ultra-wide monitors. Amazing. Those screenshots look incredible. This community has also been building more and more towards this release. We have had ups and many downs, droughts, and little trickles of information. But still, we keep building our hype however we can, which is incredible in its own right. We have had six years of waiting, a very eventful six years, one could say, with pandemics and presidents, just to name a few things. (laughs) And to many, the feeling of just across the horizon is itching with so many fans that it is almost reaching a fever pitch. Everything new I see with this game makes me feel even more excited about it. Even the first gameplay reveal, I was enthralled. I barely noticed the issues that people were seeing and clamoring about, just like Brian. Maybe that can be seen as my bias, but I don't particularly care because I see what I see. Of course, reading the discourse, I can notice these things and accept them. But to me, I still watch this reveal at least once a week, if not more. Very cool. Mm. Of course, seeing the delay in Chris Lee leaving was heartbreaking. The world was already in a shitty place with COVID, lockdowns, job losses, 2020 in general. But I could see that with the delay, this game could only get better. And as I have worked in games... Didn't know that, buddy. Amazing. That's awesome. I can see that. I I didn't know that, actually. Oh, nice. I can see that what even a month or even a week of development can do for a project. So a hard year delay can bring leaps and bounds to a game, which in my opinion already had such a solid foundation. Of course, with it brought some radio silence, which makes people mad and anxious and worried. 
but people should also understand that this is as the Xbox Series X flagship game is. Uh, there was so much advertisement, marketing, and assorted work put into this game that now had to move around drastically. And with Joseph Staten coming in, it was obviously going to take time from top to bottom for everyone to get their bearings. Now that we are out of that period, we can all see the work they have put towards this project in this time. To see Joe Staten, one of the fathers of Halo's story, be so excited about what is happening makes me feel like this game is in great hands. For my favorite updates for Inside Infinite, I have to say the world of Zeta Halo, or this update recently, is my favorite. It was incredible to see so much info about what we as Chief were going to jump into, and that left me feeling very happy about the project. I feel like a new dawn is soon coming for Halo this June at E3 and this fall when we get the game in our hands. And to conclude, let's compare this to my drinks analogy. Mm, If you guys want to hear that, by the way, go to the last episode. Uh, That was amazing. He says... Simply put, this game reminds me of aged wine making. After your grapes ripened, you have to press and ferment your wine, usually in wooden casks or steel containers. Some wines do great after the first big ferment, and that's fine. But others need that second ferment. After that second ferment, by God, it tastes so good and full. <laughs> this game is going to be that aged bottle of red wine that only continues to get better with age. Thank you so much, Brian. Oh man, Love beautifully said. Yeah, he uh, he mentioned his favorite update was either the Zeta Halo 1 or this one. My favorite was the Zeta Halo 1. And when you and I covered that on the podcast, the the list, the downloads for that episode shot up. Everybody yeah, was really that was a fun That's the one that showed too. the that was the one that showed the first ever um like graphical improvement. That was the sniper. Remember the sniper? Yo, oh yeah, no no no, I remember yeah, that. The first person shot of it standing there? Yeah. Yeah, so dude, that looks why. so good. I studied that photo for so long. Yeah, because it, it does look like a, a huge upgrade from what we last saw. But uh, yeah, man, uh, you hit the nail on the head. Like, it's been a long, eventful six years. Um, this community has been up and down. And, you know, there's been, there was a couple different droughts there that me and Josh really felt where it felt like, man, this is tough. Like, it just felt like, I mean, it felt like Halo was on another planet, you know, like, <laughs> I, I think roughly around the time of, I don't know, October 2020 till the end of the year through the end of the year it yeah. kind of just felt like you know i don't know just felt like nobody was talking about it nobody was it just you started to see people on their, the content creators started talking about other games outside of halo and you're just like oh man this is rough but i think we're finally on a good path again i can only imagine it. here's what's so exciting guys we're going to get that footage then we're going to start getting you know trickled more details of screenshots whatever you know interviews with people on ign GameSpot, whatever and then we're going to get around to that like September, October time. You're going to see whether it's a commercial or a Taco Bell ad or something again. Bring it back. And then we're going to finally play that game, boys. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to get that game. We're going to get that straight content. Oh, yeah. Can't I can't wait. wait and pray, dude. Um, I definitely feel you, man. Uh, you know, I don't know if you, I know I've said this before, and I don't know if anyone really relates to it, but, you know, because of so much, so much post. Um, enthusiasm for Halo's games for me is the the multiplayer. Like, is this something I'm gonna? Is this something my friends and I are really gonna want to stick around and play? And Halo Two and Three, it was for a good portion, and then we all kind of moved on. Gears, you know, War came out and stuff like that. But um, coming off what the experience that I had personally with Halo Five, where I was really thinking that was gonna be a thing, and then it wasn't because the Halo hype man Brian, you know, he he logged out. Um, you know, it, it makes me again really excited for this one. You know, and I don't, I don't know if I'll ever get excited for a Halo game as much as Halo Three because I had so much to do Same. with my age at the time. Yeah. But I can see why this could top that for anybody. 
Um, I'm mostly looking forward to just the, the post-launch experience more than I am even playing the game because I know the podcast will also give a reason. Like if there's some reason I'm not interested in playing this stuff post-launch, I know this podcast will necessitate that. And, and I'm yeah. really excited about that because, you know, I'm never, I feel like I've never really gotten to stick around long after Halo games launched. It's you play it, you have the experience, you try to with the multiplayer, but you fall off because you call, you, you get into something else or something, whatever. But uh, it won't be the case with this you one. Know, and that makes me excited. Going off what you're saying there, Josh, like I, we don't make this pitch enough, but to be very clear and forward, um, we do this podcast and you and some of you listening, we know this because we know who's in our Discord, we know who's on Twitter. Some of you listening are never we don't know you, we've never met you, you're not in the Discord, you're not on the Twitter, which is completely fine, but we wanna have a community with you guys. We wanna be able to play Halo Infinite with you guys, talk yeah, to you. Yeah, we guys know there's Discord. been a lot of requests for that, and Brian and I were completely so, different shifts, so that's been tricky to even do it ourselves. But we do really want to do that, and we really look forward to making that happen. When yeah, so if you if you're listening and you want to have a uh, you know friends and and a community to be able to get excited about Infinite with, come join us now. Come find us on Twitter. Come come to our Discord. Yeah, you don't have invited. to talk. You yeah. don't have to get on Xbox Live and talk to some random person and be like, "Hey, you got no. a mic? <laughs> you can just yeah. do it with us." Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank, thank you so Brian. much for that. Pronounce Love you, you, man. Really appreciate it. I'm waiting Always for my, my tag. By the time this episode goes up, I know it's going to be out there, but I'm waiting for my... I can't believe I have to drive all the way to work uh, on Saturday. I know he tags you, but... I know he tags you, but because he tags you, I always see it, and I I would that's be what sad I if think, I didn't see it. I think uh, our boy Anthony said that once, too. <laughs> I love yeah. that that's taken all of life. Yeah. Josh, you ready to hear from our boy Austin? Goes by Four Bear. Hell yeah! Not one, not two, go. not three, but Four Bear, baby. I love when he calls us beautiful boys because it really means I feel more beautiful when it comes from him. I did too. So here we go. Listened. Brian and Josh, you did it again. You posed a question to the community. Why are you guys excited about Halo Infinite, guys? I think there's only one real answer here, and it's just a fresh, new thing to do in Halo, right? So like. Whether that be multiplayer for the multiplayer guys, you know, and everything that that encompasses with its esports and with the exciting arena gameplay and the big team battle potential. I think that that is absolutely something that a ton of people, myself included, are looking forward to. I oh, think hell that yeah. the most important thing, though, the, the cream of the crop, the crown jewel of gaming is a brand new Halo campaign. Can't disagree with you, buddy. <laughs> have waited, as has everyone else so long it has been a long six years since a halo campaign has released obviously we got ncc on pc and that kind of you know revitalized the franchise a little bit For gave sure. it a second breath and now with the custom games browser that's currently in testing obviously halo feels good and fresh again but a new halo campaign the prospect of that is just so incredibly exciting. I don't think you'd ever understand, if you don't play Halo, why this feels as big as it does. I'll give you an example. Those of you out there that are, are you know, big Elder Scrolls fans or, or big Star Wars fans even, like I am, sometimes you got to wait a long time for those games. Sometimes you got to wait a long time for those movies. Man, i got to say... A new Halo campaign gets my jimmies all, all rushed up. Guys, my beautiful boys, that's what I'm the most excited for uh, when it comes to Halo Infinite. That's why I'm excited. Is a brand new chief story 
with who knows what characters we might see, you know, Oscar all these Mayer. mega blocks keep introducing new characters, returning characters. Time will Lee tell. Palmer, man. That's why I'm excited, guys. I hope the show goes well. Uh, I love you both so much. Oh, we love, we you, too, love you too, man. Oh my gosh. He's such, he's so well-spoken and you know, it rustles my jimmies as well. That was hilarious. He, <laughs> he, man, he's got such a voice for like, just he's got a, content, he's got a great voice. just a content yeah. creator's voice. It just, he does the YouTube, whether he, if he did yep. a podcast, did he, if he did radio. Yeah. He's got such a voice for that. Do you want to say anything about that? <sighs> well, man. Yeah. I mean, a Halo, a Halo, Halo campaign is a very, um, it's a very important thing. It's something that doesn't go unnoticed in the gaming industry. That's why I mean I think that's part of why the criticism for Halo Five was so was so hard because, um, you know, even with Halo 4's campaign, many many people loved it. It got great reviews, um, and it's just every time a campaign for Halo comes out, everyone kind of stops and turns their heads and, and looks at it. The same I. I think the same would go for multiplayer. Like, I don't want to downplay that. I don't, I don't really, in some sense, I don't think the campaign's any more important than the multiplayer. But even with the people I've met that are very multiplayer-centric, like Josh, there's there's a way that the multiplayer is usually impacted if they didn't like the story. Would you say that's true? Oh, yeah, Josh? absolutely. Yeah, so no, I think... Definitely. I think I we think covered that, that in the last episode as well. Yeah, that campaign really sets, uh, it sets the stage for the game going forward. If that campaign lands, people feel better about the multiplayer. They feel like they can live in that world and be excited about it. Um, if it doesn't, um, then it's just hard for them to enjoy yeah. the multiplayer. A good example so for I, me is always Sanctuary. You know, I always think about uh, it, when I used to, before I had Xbox Live and I would run through that map just to sort of memorize the layouts so I could have an advantage when I went into the next LAN party with my friends. Um, I would just look up and look around and, and take stock and I would think, oh man, this is so cool. Like this, this is another place somewhere on Delta Halo. And mm -hmm. that was really exciting for me to just, when I would go play the campaign then to picture, you know, where's this at in the geography? You know, I want to get there and yeah. uh, it, I love it. I love the multiplayer because of the map design, because I love Halo's aesthetic, because I love Halo's story. So mm -hmm. it's definitely a supplemental, even though it often takes, um, priority for me or what a we've never we've never had to wait six years for since we became halo fans we never had to wait six years we had halo one to two was three years and two to three was three years um three to both three to wars was only not even two years and then after wars that same year was odst and then the year after that was reach and the year after that was halo one anniversary the year after that was halo four um, 2013, I think had like one of the mobile, you know, Spartan Strike, Spartan Assaults, which I know it's not really the same, but then 2014, you get MCC, 2015, you got Halo 5. I mean, we really didn't have to go without much. Uh, and now it's been six years. I, you could, you, I think it's fair to mention Halo Wars 2, but even Halo Wars 2 at this point, that's been, uh, what, four years now. So that's still, holy crap. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much for sending that in, man. Yeah. Forbear real quick, man. Um, I definitely understand because I think I think for a lot of us um, we get excited. It's like Brian said, I, I really said it well. Every time a new Halo is about to come out, people turn their heads, you know. And unfortunately, with five, it was really a temporarily, you know, it was just a quick like glance see, right? Yeah. But um, I I feel like everyone turns their heads and gets excited because it takes us back and reminds us of a simpler time. 
and I can understand why you're so excited for the campaign. I am too. You know what I mean? Like I don't I know respectfully for people like you probably for people like Brian and a lot of other people. You know, the I'm not as invested in the lore. I don't understand as much. So for me, I'm able to just turn my brain off and and, and really play through it and have fun. And it's not going to take as much to really get me excited. Whereas on the flip side, if it was something like Star Wars, I'm going to care more if this doesn't yeah. happen or that doesn't happen. Or Force Ghost Anakin doesn't show up in Rise of Skywalker. Mm. You know, something like that. So I understand completely where you're coming from. But uh, I feel you, man. And uh, I, I love your voice. Thank you, man. You are also a beautiful boy. <laughs> All right, Josh, you ready to hear from our buddy Lone Tech Wolf? All right, bet. Here we go. Uh, hey, Brian uh, and Joshua. Hey, I, man. Regarding Halo Infinite, man, oh, man, I am getting <laughs> excited for this game. Hell yeah. Uh, so far, I used to be one of the people who was extremely skeptical about this game like a few months, like months ago. Right. <clears throat> And I'm willing to bet you saw that on the Discord. <laughs> um, well, we all kind of went through that. I get that. <laughs> yeah. Overall, the thing that brought me back for Halo Infinite was definitely that multiplayer dev update. Because a lot of the details they mentioned and a lot of the design pillars they talked about was something that I really wanted Halo Infinite to have. Uh, especially with much more creative sandbox elements. So... Mm. I'm really gotcha. excited to see what the gameplay is going to be like in multiplayer with like that type of focus. And just the soundtrack, it's been listening to the soundtrack recently again. And oh my God. It's Look, beautiful. The chef's kiss. It's Chef's kiss. The music for this game, I really have to give props to them. They, they understand how to make a, a soundtrack just resonate with people because whenever I, I listen to like the song reverie i always imagine myself as the chief like on a cliff and just watching in the valley below uh seeing all the wildlife all the creatures and the like all the flying creatures hell yeah uh, man you're there flying around and just seeing the sent sentinels coming up for their daily uh routines just seeing this Halo ring come alive is incredible. And honestly, it, the Forge, I am incredibly excited for. Well, since we know that we're going to have an uh, undo button on Forge. That's they confirmed helpful. that, yeah. I think, a year ago. But just overall, man, this game, I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how long it takes to develop. If this game comes out swinging... I'll be happy. I'll be very happy with what we got. I like that we are taking these clips now because, and I've listened to some of them beforehand, and everyone is in a heightened sense of happiness and excitement because of this last inside. You can always feel it after every one of these updates. There's that, there's that excitement for a little bit, and I love. Yeah, that. I mean they're 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 saying and doing all the right things. I mean, honestly, they were saying and doing all the right things all the way to the July demo. And I would wager the July demo was also the right thing. But obviously, the visuals, you know, caused some backlash. Yeah, so. it's a shame that that overtook, you know, everything else, though. So I understand. Because hey, like, remember when we had Taras on right afterwards, he was like, and even though I don't personally agree with him about the visuals, he was like, yeah, the visuals are bad. But once you get over that, you're just like, everything else looks awesome. Like, everything else is cool. Like, he says yeah. that on our our podcast. And it's like, you're right. Like, the, you know, we're fighting old school enemies. We're on a halo. Like, everything about it is just dope. 
You know, the one thing I will say about the graphics, uh, I am really glad that they have upgraded so much. You know, I'm really glad to have had this, that they've had this time, because I think ultimately, even if the game had come out looking like it did from last year, even though I think most people would have been able to enjoy and be blown away and amazed at this new experience, this new campaign, but having subpar graphics, I guess, compared to what we're getting now, I think that would have been the the conversation like, yeah, this game was amazing, but man, the graphics, you know, yeah. I'm glad they're, I feel like they're almost kind of getting in the way of that, you know, and kind of removing that conversation well, from the table. We didn't mention it again, but the ray tracing coming later in a patch, that didn't sound very good. No, it, it didn't. sounded bad. No, it didn't. Yeah. But, uh, buddy, but uh, I hear you, thing. man. Uh, I actually had Brian the other day put up a video on our um, Twitter because uh, every time I hear through the trees I, and it gets to that main part, that crescendo, I just picture that scene, um, the ring goes south, you know, that, that scene, uh, the iconic scene from Fellowship of the Ring, and it just blended so beautifully, and I thought that is literally how I feel when I think of just traversing through Zeta Halo. And that Halo was such Infinite. a great idea to post that. Yeah, thank you, man. It took off pretty but good. Yeah, so I feel you on that. Great, great message. Thank you. Uh, our next clip is from uh, Tony, who goes by Ricky's Clearing Stick, and here's Tony what's funny. My dude. This is, the fir- this is the first time anyone's ever done this. He sent, he said, I got to send two clips. The first clip is just my immediate oh, shit. response cool. I'm excited. where I'm not taking it seriously. I just got to give you my, my, my feedback. Okay. And then the second one is his, his actual like thought concentrated out. Concentrated thoughts. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay I'm excited. This one, the first one's short. Very excited, Tony. Why I'm excited for infinite. A voice clip. Why I'm excited for infinite. A voice clip for why I'm excited for infinite. <laughs> I don't think I could say that any faster. A voice clip for why I'm excited for Infinite. It's about as fast as I can go. Have you seen the pictures? You see the pictures? Ah, oh, boys. I'm gonna do a bubble. This is how fucking excited I am <laughs> for Halo Infinite. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the best bubbles impression I can from Trailer Park Boys. Fucking Ricky, Julian, <laughs> me, Bubbles. We're all super excited for Infinite because I just saw the PC update and I didn't realize how fucking <laughs> grand and big they're going to make the goddamn, whatchamacallits, Forerunner. <laughs> the Forerunner fucking structure up there in space. <laughs> Holy fuck, boys. Decent. <laughs> oh man, you know you, what? You've seen Trailer Park Boys before. Do you know say, I have. About? I've seen only a couple episodes, and it's one of those things I, I kind of, I, I, I halted myself from watching because I had other shows I wanted to get to that I needed to catch up on and finish. But I told myself I'm going to go back and I'm going to finish this, just like Leonard Kenny, and I, I haven't done it yet. But oh, super good, great impression. That was hilarious. Really yeah, let's hear the next part. <laughs> that was I amazing, buddy. No, but seriously, Josh, Brian, I, I almost am squeezing right in between you guys in the cyber land where you, I don't know, Josh, I don't know how you do your podcast because you're in the same room or if you're doing uh, web, I wish, WebEx, Zoom, Teams, I don't know Basically, what you yeah. use these days, Insta Skype, um, I'm just going to snuggle right in, uh, right in between Hell yeah, you guys do here. it, man, get in here. Uh, how you doing, Josh? I'm good, love you, you I'm happy. Brian, <laughs> um, for real. The reason I'm, I just got, I just got like, I, I don't even know how to put this. It's just like a stamp of approval. I, I just, I just got, I threw my hands up in the air when I saw the update mm-hmm. and I read carefully through it and I was, uh, I was a couple YouTubers. I was following them 
they were dissecting it. It was like, um, oh, I can't remember their names. One of them was Footed Ghost. But okay. they were breaking it down. They were breaking the update down, and I was just following along, and I was like, oh, this is really cool, and I was just kind of looking at the pictures, and then it just started slowly sinking in as I was seeing them, and then I I, I went, oh, wait a minute, I don't need to go grab these pictures, you know, because I could... I could only see what was on the screen on YouTube. Right. I got you. So I went and I grabbed the pictures and was looking on them, looking at them on my phone. And holy crap. Like I was zooming in and it just was sinking in like, dude, I, I threw my hands up. Like I said, I, I was looking through it and I just threw the phone down and I threw my hands. Up. I was like, oh, that's it. Oh, it's good. We're, we're good. <laughs> we did it, boys. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a successful launch. It was, yeah. it, it was just a it clicked for me and maybe, hey, maybe I'm jumping the gun. I don't think so, though. I'm, nah. I follow my intuition a lot in life and it's rarely, rarely steered me wrong. And I'm talking everything oh, yeah. from getting a job to buying cars to finding my wife. Hell yeah, uh, man. And I just, as soon as it hit me, I knew it. I was like, it's, it's done. It's, oh, it's a done deal. It, it, the, the gavel has fallen. The judgment is made. You know, Halo put its foot in the ground and said, no, we win. We win. <laughs> Chiefs up. Salute. Raise the flag. Done, boys. It was... It was amazing. It was amazing to finally piece together from the gameplay that we saw to hear what you know 343 has been talking about doing and to just see the pain that they've been going through on getting this game out and the hurdles that have been hitting us within the past two years especially um could you imagine right at the end of their goal um and i'm going to be honest with you guys a, a lot of people think that that the covid's an excuse it's not man it's not, and I'm speaking from a corporate side of the deal. I, I work for a big corporation um, in California, and corporations are—they're being—they're being champs, you know. They're—they're they're taking it like a champ, and they're—they're they're brushing the dust off their knees. But dude, these past two years have hit so hard. The the, the extent at which the employers have to go to to make this work. Um, first of all, sending everyone home and just gearing up to, to work in this in this kind of environment where they're they're like dancing on the line of liability and the employees are going it's stressful. They're going through stressful times. Politics is really getting all up in everyone's face and it's just now starting to kind of I don't know this. I don't know if it's a calm in the storm or what's going on, but it's just now like we're getting a kind of a, a chance to breathe, and I can feel it in my company. And I I know that 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 three four three and other corporations out there are feeling the same exact thing. They're they're worried about their jobs. They're worried if they're going to keep going. Like how, how do you you know unless you sell all of your facilities that you just put all this money into, um, how are you going to afford? to keep going you know there's just so many questions in the air and then yeah what does returning to work look like and there's vaccinations and there's mandates and there's there's just so much going on dude um so imagine like after all that i i feel like they're getting their they're they're spreading their wings back open and when i saw that picture uh of the forerunner structure and just how they had the the uh, the covenant or the banished sorry uh scattered throughout that it looked like a bridge um it just flooded with uh, my mind just flooded with i know what this game is going to be like 
it just clicked. Yeah, I gave you that idea. It's gonna be a whole new adventure, a giant, the, the grand scale, just from one clip, one clip from one piece of one level looked like you could spend an hour alone exploring that little spot. And it was, it was so forerunner that the forerunner wouldn't even know how to build it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, uh, one of the, there was another YouTuber that said, this is so Halo, it's, it's more Halo than Halo. It, it was, I get that. It's Halo on top of Halo. It's so good. It's so good. This is going to be perfect. This game's going to be perfect. I'm, I'm just going to say it right now. I can tell that it's going to be perfect. I don't even know what else to say. I, I can go on and on about the details. I mean, look at the pictures for yourself. Dissect it, you know, rip it apart. I stop, I had to stop myself. Like I said, I don't want to be... I, it got to the point where I, I had so much of a view, even without gameplay, of what this game was going to feel like, that I was like, okay, I'm ready to play this game. I don't want... Now I know all, if it all looks that cool, I don't want to see any more of it because yeah, I want to be surprised with it. Because that... that that looked good, man. That looked, that looked good. Really that looked real good, Joe. <laughs> well, okay, let me take you, based on what Tony said, let me take you back here real quick. Let me set the stage. So you have roughly the year 2007, and Microsoft's gearing up to create a new development studio because they've made this deal with Bungie. Bungie's going to make a few more games, and they're done. So you have all these people Coming into 343, obviously it started really small. You got people like Bonnie Ross and Frank O'Connor there at the beginning. And they're gearing up. They're trying to take over this franchise and make a, a follow-up to Halo 3 that pleases people. They make Halo 4. Some would argue, amazing game. Others would say they hated it. Okay. Then they move on to their next game with a proper amount of development team. Because you know they were building their team as they made Halo 4. Halo 5, they actually had the team... You know, ready to go. So they go forward with Halo 5. Halo 5 looks to be correcting a lot of the issues that people had. The marketing campaign was the best since Halo 3. Game comes out pretty panned for the story. A lot of people didn't like the campaign. Some thought it was the best multiplayer ever. Some people just didn't like Halo 5 at all. They didn't like the multiplayer. They didn't like the campaign. So then they got to go back to the drawing board. Here they are. There are two Halo games in, and they realize there's for sure a big mistake with the story. So I can't imagine what it would be like to be on that team in 2015 and go, okay, some major changes need to happen. What we know ended up happening was we're going to take a hiatus. We're going to redo the engine. We're going to make this slip space engine. Then we're going to start on building a soft reboot, take it back to basics, do this and do that. Then, you know, it's not till 2018. We get a tease at the engine. 2019, we get a tease at the actual game. 2020, they show it off. But before they even showed off in 2020, a pandemic no one on this planet has ever experienced occurred. Nobody working at 343 could expect that as they're nearing the end of this long, troubling effort to make this game, that a pandemic where people have to wear masks and social distance and be locked in their house and work from home happens. It, it changed the world. It's insane. It's crazy. Who could have who could have tossed thought to toss that wrench? Like of all the things they thought could go wrong and issues they run into making Halo Infinite, never did they think coronavirus pandemic. That happens. They start working from home. They managed to get out a demo in July. After all this hard work, it's been almost five entire yes, years. Yes, man. 
Six weeks until you looked at me. I don't know, whatever it says. Something like that. One week. Um, but they song. finally That's get it. Right. How, what, well, one week? One week. Oh, one week. Oh, six weeks. Josh, like, you overplayed it. Like, <laughs> Continue. Outside. You looked at him pretty recently. Um, yeah, so they managed to get a demo out, and after five years, no one's seen this game. They finally revealed their baby. It's mostly backlash. Game doesn't look good enough. Visuals aren't good enough. Blah, 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 blah. Then they have to delay the game. And, you know, like Tony was saying, they have went through so much crap for this game. And finally, you know, we're coming around to the E3 time. The game's coming out this fall for sure. We've seen the improvements with the inside updates. It's just amazing what they've created despite all the hurdles. I'm so excited for the game. Um, really cool of you, Tony, to touch on the real-world aspects of it. Get kind of really serious there for a moment with uh, just imagine. Can you imagine, like, the things that, you know, just, I guess, quote-unquote, normal job people do from home, working from home, and they're trying to build Halo Infinite. I mean, it's insane. What do you have It to was about? an incredibly... It's good you bring that up, Tony, because, I mean, that was something I feel like we were grasping at the time when it was, you know, happening in terms of them going to, to now work from home and all that stuff, but it wasn't something we fully understood because they probably didn't even understand it themselves. But yet you look at it now in 2021 and where this has sort of become the new normal and we're kind of used to it at least. Um, it's fascinating to think about because you can't help but feel bad for them because I remember so many rumors coming out, whether they were true or not. People were so quick to disprove them. Other ones were so quick to stir the, you know, stir the pot and just be shit stirs and everything with it. And um, it was all to sort of fill this void of, you know, what we thought was going to be a hype train leading to this game's release that was now um, gone amidst a delay, amidst a pandemic, you know? So while these guys are having to go from home and just completely readjust and try to develop a game completely separate, but together in that way, you know, then you also have all this shit online, this, these pots that are being stirred. And uh, wow, that just had to have been a lot. We did have, um, we, we had one of our, uh, we had a 343 buddy in the Discord for a little while. And I remember one of the things he said that really was cool, though, is I remember telling him, I remember saying, you know, I said, you guys probably see a lot of stuff in discords like these. And you think to yourself, like, if only you knew what we have planned. And I remember he replied with a gif, I think, of Michael Caine saying, oh, you have no idea. Yeah. And it got me so excited thinking about all these things. So to bring it to relevancy, when you see the screenshots like that, that had the Forerunner orchestra, uh, architecture and the, the Guardian there from Halo 3. And, you know, just a lot of these things that we're getting more teases at. Um you can see the wheel starting to turn and people are starting to get excited again. We're starting to get back to that point we were at a year ago and it's exciting. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, Josh. Cause yeah, we had, you know, I was, you know, to not be, I don't want to give details, but you know, we had a three, four, three developer in our discord, just chatting with us. Obviously you can't say anything about anything, um, but just, you can kind of see the effect that, uh, immediate backlash to showing their baby off has on a developer where it's like, man, now I got to pioneer forward for, we didn't know at the time, but another year working from home and I get on the internet and everyone's just talking about how crap my, you know, our work is. And it's like, you know, that's not everyone that, you know, there's plenty of good people out there and they know that, but, and, and even, even some of the people that are being awful are really better people than they are choosing to be in that moment. Um, but it's just not, it's just sad to see that you know, these are real people behind the scenes. I mean, there's, 
everyone at 343, no matter how much talent they have or how much they know about Halo, how much money they make, it's all irrelevant. They're just as human as you or I. So, um, yeah, I just uh, it's just something to think about when you when you go to criticize yeah. work. Well, I mean, they had like you, you think they had a couple years of working on this game in secret. People come, people go, vice versa. And you're excited. You're one of those people, right? And you're so excited to show this game off to people, and you feel every bit confident in it. Maybe you don't, but, I mean, it seemed like they did. They show it off, and people are like, wow, this is the drizzling shits. Yeah. And that's got to be so disheartening. But, um, yeah. yeah, that's why you can see the wheels turning again. I mean. And like you said, you can feel the optimism, Tony, and you just threw your hands up, and you're like, that's it. That's all yep. I need to see now because I'm at that maximum that. excitement. I'm like, I'm ready to go into this game now. I'm at the top of the hill. Now I'm ready to go down and just feel that rush like, of I don't excitement. need to see anymore. Like, let's just yes. the game. And I'm the same way. I would like to see some multiplayer, but that's it. That's it. Yeah. With you, I, I can't remember. I can't remember particularly any bad feedback Josh or I got from a podcast episode, but I know Josh and I know myself. And if we released an episode and there was a slew of people saying what garbage our episode was, we would put on a strong face and pioneer forward and go on. But we would be a little upset behind the scenes because we'd be like, well, that like man, we we tried to give you guys some good content, and you're you're telling us that it's the it's the worst thing you've ever experienced. Yeah, constructive criticism wouldn't be bad. It's just I mean, a we've podcast. Had that, we've had that before, but then to think if if we had, you know, out of uh, let's say a thousand people, let's say we had you know eight hundred of them, you know, the majority of them say like hated it. Oh, you know, you guys are terrible, yeah. or this was a terrible episode. That would be incredible. Or at least the loudest game. bunch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it would just make us feel bad. So I can't imagine working on Halo for years, which is completely different than doing a podcast right. and having to, to deal with that. Um, all right, Josh, this next one is from our buddy, Thank Corey you, Hanks. Corey Hanks, awesome. Sacred Icon Podcast. It's your boy, Blaster. Once what up, again, dude? Fulfilling your request for a voice clip this time, talking about the wait for Halo Infinite which uh, I just saw the Discord message, but I had to jump in and record right now while I'm thinking about it because this is such a particularly fun and personal topic for me. Oh, um, yeah. Like so many others, though, it began with that Slipspace announcement trailer and how uh, I found myself getting so jazzed and pumped up over the excitement that the possibilities of a new Halo game brought to us within you know just a few seconds of footage. Uh, you know, right, There was right. a definitive shift in tone, scope, you got a lot of open grass fields. I'm seeing Marines. I'm seeing a Warthog. I'm seeing these lighthouses shooting beams up into the sky. I see the ring. Okay, this all looks great. This looks good. You know, there's a new console. It's going to take time, but my ears are perked. You have my attention. Yes, Halo could be fun. Um, and then in 2019, this was shortly after the E3 trailer where they showed Brohammer for the first time the pilot, uh, I went to Outpost Discovery and a close friend of mine there who I hadn't been around long, his name is Rem A.G., that's R-E-M-A-G, if you'd like to look him up and follow him online. He's a fellow Boy Scout uh, that I grew up with in a small oh, town cool. in Kentucky. I reconnected with uh, him there. Hadn't seen him in years. That's awesome. Um, he was actually on stage as one of the partners uh, with Mixer at the time. He was up on stage playing Halo 5 when I walked into the conference center, and oh, it was um, just a just a joy. Nothing could have ever uh, seemed more appropriate. This is the guy who, um, through like the later high school years and college years, I was not really into gaming. I kind of got out of gaming as an N64 owner who didn't make a 
huge shift to the next generation, but he introduced me to Halo, and we spent thousands upon thousands of hours mm. playing that game co-op. Good time. Uh, Halo 2, Halo 3, all through, you know, he was my co-op dude, and then things changed, you know, we now live states apart, but I walk in, I see him on stage, and oh man, just the nostalgia rush, you can't imagine, you know, my heart was swelling. Huh. And shortly after That's that, great. I got to meet Steve Downs, I met Jim Taylor, so Tim cool. Dabo, Frankie, of course, the amazing Greg Bear, uh, Sparth, Kiki Wolfkill, Marcus Lato, the creator of Master Chief himself. Uh, I actually got to play VR Halo with Eric Ferdinand, a.k.a. IK Grub. Nice. Uh, who was there. He had his parents with him. They're standing in line, and they definitely did not understand what their son does for a living, but they were amazed and hmm. completely joyed to see that I recognized him in line and that we were going to be playing together. It was it was really amazing. Um, but even more than all that stuff, the people I got to talk to that I'd idolized for a long time, uh, sure. I met yeah. in the very first line I was in to go meet Steve and Jen, uh, the dude next to me, Adam, Stroke up a conversation with him. He was carrying a piece of original Halo 2 art, and we just happened to become super close friends. Here we are years later. That's amazing. No fucking way. Or another game, something just about every week. We get together, play something on Xbox Live, and I would eventually come to pick up a job in the city that he lives in. No way. Time, you know, states away. So we've gotten to be really close through that. And then it was shortly before. The summer gameplay demo last year, <clears throat> when I found the Sacred Icon podcast, kind of just like needing some content to fulfill the void. Oh, hell yeah. I knew I was going to see some gameplay, right? And um, something special about this community, man, and this podcast, any fandom as big as Halo, uh, it's going to include a lot of different personality types, of course, but there's just something so particular about the Sacred Icon podcast community. That is special, you know. It's not positive for the sake of being positive or getting clicks or being under 343's favor, maybe getting some inside information or a tour of the studio, some swag, something like that. That will be it's cool, positive though. for the sake <laughs> of making the things we love fun. There's a very conscientious effort from Brian and Josh, uh, from the Discord mods, the regulars in the community, and even, um, um, amazingly, most of the normal commenters on Twitter and this may be because it's a 20-year-old series that we've all grown up with, and we, our collective age and maturity is leading us to say things we wouldn't have said years ago. But it's a great point. It seems like we are all in this to make sure that we're enjoying ourselves and that we make sure that the things that we love, in this case Halo, is bringing us joy and not bringing us anger about what's different or what we disagree with. And so that's what video games really are supposed to do, right? Ask Miyamoto. Video games are supposed to instill joy. And I don't think the wait for video games are supposed to instill joy, but that's what this has done for me. Oh, man. It's rekindled a love for Halo that had faded a bit since 2012, you know, when Halo 4 was kind of the last big staple that I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made some new friends. It's reminded me that Halo is just damn good fun. It's even more fun to play with pals. And I'm glad I've got some more pals with this group. Sacred Icon Podcast. Keep up the good work. Your boy Blaster out. Man, there's there's so much I want to say. I hope I can remember it all. Um, Go for it, Brian. What's so cool about... One of the things you don't expect with doing the podcast is that um, every now and then somebody comes into the community 
and makes themselves known and makes themselves vocal and you become friends with them. You become, they become staples of your daily life. Like Corey is one of those people like, you know, and we did, we did the podcast for like eight months or more before he was even, I even knew he existed. And then he comes in and you start to hear from him a lot. You get his opinion, his personality, and uh, you just get to know him. And then you, it becomes a, becomes a friend you know we, we have many of those m- many more than just Corey. but you know i'm using him as the example since he just sent in the voice clip um but you know and we would love to have that with every single person who's ever heard of sacred icon we would love to have a personal friendship with you but obviously that's not how it always goes some people just are passerbys or they they, they passerbys they they uh they listen to you they see you but they don't ever really interact and uh, every now and then somebody does and you just become friends and it's just so cool to get to know uh Corey. he's always been um he's always shared his honest thoughts but been respectful and i also love what he said uh about us where it's like because he has an understanding about us it's we are trying to very intently cultivate a community where we're excited and happy about halo and we're positive about halo but it's not with out, it's not without us being truthful or honest about the things we don't like or the things that were bad. You know, we, I think, I think the people I'm about to talk about are, are the people that probably aren't really that invested. They're probably people who just pass by. But every now and then we get people, you know, come in on the Twitter or whatever and just say, all you guys do is say everything's good and nothing's bad. All you guys do is try to get on 343's good side. You know, when I see those people, you know, I, I'm mature enough to know it's not worth responding to them because it, it, it's a better, it's easier to cultivate a community that's positive if you just don't entertain those individuals. But anybody who is here, like Corey, who's in the Discord or listens to the podcast, you know Josh and I, you know our opinions. There's plenty of things we don't like. There's plenty of things we do. And we're honest and truthful about it, but with a a uh, a sense of leaning towards positivity where if if we say we don't like this thing, we're gonna we're going to um, honestly share why, and then top it off by going into the good aspects of it or, or what could be seen as good. Um, so we are very intentional about that, and I, I really appreciate that you noticed that, Corey. I, I know there's so many times where I've typed up a, a tweet for Sacred Icon that's not even bad, but I get done typing it and I go, "No, that's not really the Sacred Icon way." Like the tweet. Maybe a couple of them have got out and I didn't realize it, but sometimes I type something like that. That sounds more like an, a, a strong opinion from Brian than it sounds like a sacred icon tweet. And I have to delete it and say, try something else because we're not trying to be a hot take community. You know, Brian, you have to say real quick, guys, Brian is really sweet and considerate with the way he runs that because even though he's the one that mainly does it, anytime I have an idea for a tweet, he runs with it. He'll do it. Um, you know, And also on top of it, he, he will always chime in and ask and say, hey, how do you feel about this before I make this tweet? saying yeah. our opinion or something like that. He will make sure and ask. He does such a great job with that. I appreciate that, Josh. Yeah, I actually... Appreciate these story. nuts, Brian. Oh, no, I can't. I can't. I can't appreciate them. Now you're going to have to hear a hit me up with the sound of Alex Haruspis telling us why Halo 5 Guardians is the strongest story in the series. Well, in order to tell you that, I would have to take on a different personality entirely i would not choose to be myself but rather a copy a negative version if you will because to think halo 5 is the greatest story of all the halos 
is poppycock. <laughs> I wonder what word you were going to say. I thought you were saying, it's bullshit, but you said poppycock. Oh, you know what's man. funny? You didn't sound at all like Alex. You sounded like Eshram. But it's great. <laughs> I can tell what you were going for, though. Nobody can mimic Alex. If we could mimic Hell Alex, no, we, we would... can't mimic Alex. We gotta have Alex on the show to do that. I'm gonna say, if we can mimic Alex, we would do that shit. No, but I love Alex's voice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, but I lost my train of thought. What was I saying there, Josh? Well, Remember if I can chime in, actually, I will add on to okay, what you said, and maybe it'll help jog that, buddy. I think you know part of it when Brian talks about the positivity when you were saying that stuff too. Some of that just harkens back to Brian and I before the show. Like, well, we weren't excited for Outpost Discovery, for example. You know, and part of that was because Brian and I were going through the process of our DNA was sort of being formed uh, that very much makes up what Sacred Icon tries to represent. Uh, it was being formed at that time because we had gone through, he had gone through Halo 5 stuff. I'd gone through Last Jedi stuff where I was like, wow, I didn't know I could ever dislike something this much in the franchise, but here I am, and I'm trying to figure out how I deal with that and move forward with it, because everything before that was like, yep, amazing, love it, can't wait. So, uh, and on top of that, we both know, you know, as, as people, the more negatively you talk about things, the more you kind of invoke that sense of ideology in your life the more you as a person just kind of invite those sorts of people into your life you know the more positive you talk the more people are going to see that and and gravitate more kinder people are going to gravitate toward you or the people that are mean you know are not going to want to be as mean um you know and and that's that's amazing and and we just that's just the kind of people we've grown into yeah, you start to get more on you start to get more unhappiness than happiness out of something. Yeah, it's just dangerous. It's, it's dangerous like. grounds when you when you get negative, and that's why Brian and I we love to dissect things objectively versus subjectively because that's how him and I kind of deconstruct our thoughts on things, and we get to write out the enthusiasm, but we get also to write out the disappointment we might feel with something, or try to just navigate this movie or this game or this whatever show from every angle. You know, but um, when we get, if people get too negative about it, you know, you kind of learn a lot about people. I think I said this in the last episode, but in summary, if I'm talking to somebody about something I love and they're constantly talking about negative aspects of it, I have no issues talking about that stuff and entertaining that and just purely focusing on that. But if they never get to a point where they have one nice thing to say about it, or maybe I say, well, what about this? And they're like, I guess that tells me more about the person than it does yeah. the actual context of what we're talking about. And I think Brian and I just, we're older, and we don't want to turn into grumpy gusses that are like, back in my day, you know? Well, if you think about it, too, you think like something like, uh, you know, Halo's brought us over a decade of happiness. Star Wars has brought some people over 40 years of happiness. Oh, hell yeah. To, to have that happiness, like let's say you see The Last Jedi and you hate it. And then for the rest of your time as a quote-unquote Star Wars fan, all you do is talk about how much Disney screwed up, how much Rian Johnson sucks. And it gets to this point where it's like, man, you had like 10, 20, 30, 40 years of love for this thing. And now that your whole future with well, this with this franchise that, is hating it and being dis- unhappy. It's that's where it gets it. tricky. Exactly. Because that's where it gets incredibly tricky. Because for most people, when they reach that point, they Done try so. to justify their dislike, their disappointment, their anger. They try to justify all of that 
into facts of why this movie, why this game, why these things are bad. And that's why Brian and I like to try to look at things a little bit more less than or a little more than just black and white. Why we feel like this is objectively good. Why we feel like subjectively, you know, we like this or that because it really helps because most people, if they don't like a movie, it's bad. And that shouldn't be the case. You know, if they hate a game or if they love a game, that doesn't automatically make it good. It just makes it good to you. So, you know, we, we, we got to that point, you know, before doing the podcast and that's really helped influence obviously like how we, we, we didn't plan on going into the podcast doing that, but we just kind of got there and we've stuck with it and we've gotten a lot of positive feedback like people from you, buddy. Um, but if I can add on and say, thank you for that amazing story. I absolutely love shit like that. And that makes me happy because that's what it should always be about is the memories you have with people playing this stuff with. I mean, that's what halo is for me. And I'm sure you understand Corey, as you're listening to this, because I've said it time and again, and like a broken record, I never thought I was going to get to really experience this stuff again after high school because everyone just not only moved away and grew up, some got kids, some got married, some, you know, we all were doing different stuff, but so that core group was just done and my other friends weren't really into that stuff. Well, then I get to become better friends with Brian and this is the halo hype man and him and I click in a way neither one of us expected to. And then that took off on a whole new uh, other era of that stuff. And then even now, you know, then you had to come down from Halo 5 with Brian and I. And then, you, so there was a couple years where we, you know, it was nothing. And then Brian and I are both independently, but together in that sense, feeling nostalgic during Halo 3's anniversary. And we're just like, man, we got to do something about this. Brian starts writing blogs. And I'm like, hey, maybe we should do the podcast. Uh, and then we, we, we come together and do that. And now, as we're here in 2021... We have a whole community behind this, and we never talk about this, guys. We haven't brought this up, but, like, look, I mean, it's kind of an unspoken thing, but once this game comes out, expect things like we're going to do tournaments or game nights, kind of like Brian said before. We're going to do a lot of stuff where we're getting together and doing that stuff because that's so important to me, and I want to help steward that in my own way as best I can because that's so paramount to me with this legacy that I do that because this is much of a homework assignment as it is just an experience for me. Because like I said, I've never done that with a halo game before. There's always the fall off, never the continuation. And I want to write it out and I want to do my part with that. And, and getting to have that experience with people is why I play halo. So I love that you got to meet that guy, strike up a friendship and like, you're so close to him now. Amazing. Yeah. That's really awesome. You know, it'll <laughs> Halo and friendships, like it's one of those corny things people, Halo fans always say is like, you know, oh, I've made so many friends through Halo, but it's really true. If I, if I, if somebody had told me when I was 18 years old that when I ran into this guy, Josh, at work, I met Josh at work for the first time. I first started talking to him. They said, hey, in about uh, 10 years, you guys are going to start a successful Halo podcast together and have this big community. I'd be like, no shit. I love this dude even more. Like, I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for sending in, Corey. Uh, great clip, as always. You had a lot there to say that we really resonated with. Um, Josh, before we move in, I would like to play the – if you guys remember, before think, we Corey. saw the July demo of Halo Infinite last year, they played the um, Step Inside promotional commercial thing for, for Halo Infinite. So let's go ahead and roll that now. Oh, hell yeah. The Mjolnir Exosuit is now complete. Even though 
This technology will save humanity in the war to come. I must remind myself. Liquid crystal cannot rise on its own. Titanium alloy cannot prevail in the face of extinction. nothing until you step inside Josh what did you first think of that when you saw that you see Cortana is is talking or I think it's Halsey actually is talking over while you see the armor kind of being assembled and then suddenly Chief's visor comes on. <laughs> I had the same like, exact feeling that we kind of covered earlier where I was like, is this? Could this, is this Halo? be Halo? Yeah, it's we Halo. didn't know. That's how 343 does it. They don't want you to know that it's that it's Halo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like it just it kind of like encapsulated what Halo Infinite's gonna be about in that moment because the visor flickers on and sh- and Halsey's like, it all means nothing. Until you step inside. And you kind of combine that with like the Taco Bell commercials we got and stuff about the guy like turn into Master Chief and stuff. And you're like, I get what this game is about. It's not about this huge elaborate marketing campaign, Hunt the Truth, where they give you way more detail than maybe they should have. It's about this open world classic Halo experience where you play as the one, the only Master Chief. You're him, and you have a fun time killing familiar enemies. And I think they're just doing such a great job. Loved the step inside. Uh, this trailer well said i think you know i think people's um concerns are valid in that you know they want they still want a chief that's very much like a halo 4 chief you know that that really kind of shows that side of emotion and this seems to very much imply that you know we're getting back to sort of the halo 1 feel of like you are this person as much as you know he is himself and that kind of synergy that you you kind of feel when you had those first couple experiences in the original trilogy but obviously it definitely seems like more and more you know there's they're going for a balance of everything as best they can and we only have so much to go off on but trailers like that um Pure hype, pure hype, and I, I love it because it always injects that Halo moment for me. So, definitely yeah, good stuff. I love it. Uh, we got a short, very short clip from Gear Bear. Gear Bear. Here we go, buddy. Gear Bear. It's the Gear Bear. Um, boom! Here it is. Good sitcom. I'm excited for Infinite because it looks like it's gonna really address the Cortana and Chief stuff. So. Hell yeah. Once we wrap that up, that's that's probably my most excited thing, is that the end of the Cortana and Chief storyline. Yeah, um, I think, and I, it's definitely intentional. You know, they're not touching on the Cortana stuff much, but they've also made it clear that that is going to be covered. Um, and that's obviously like the most contested issue about Halo 5 story is what they've done with Cortana. So I hope that they really have it figured out. They know how they're going to make that Cortana issue resolve, and it's going to be really well done, and they're just waiting for us to play the game on launch and get there ourselves, you know? Precisely. Uh, you know, it's something like Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom, left people very soured. They're like, the last of this movie takes place in, you know, in a mansion and stuff like that, and then you kind of sets these dinosaurs loose, and, you know, you're excited for Dominion, right? But, well, at least I am. But <laughs> anyway, my point is, is that, you know, even though that movie kind of left a sour taste in people's mouths, 
I feel like the success of the future of the next installment can have a sense of sort of revisionist history where it can sort of retroactively enhance the experience because now you know you know the z from the a you got to see the end of it and i think with something like halo infinite that's going to be the case and i'm really glad considering like brian said that's something they've already confirmed that we are going to get the conclusion of that story or at least more of it but um i'm glad that they're keeping that very close to the chest because that's something i want to be in the dark about but i also want to get resolved so i'm very happy about that and i completely understand you wanting that because for people that have been there for this long, in this drought of Halo, in this really downtime of Halo, these last however many years it's been now, six years, um, you deserve to get an answer to that stuff. You deserve to see that stuff conclude. Josh, do you, if you just had to make a, a wild guess, do you think the Cortana issue is resolved in Halo Infinite's base campaign or not at all? Is that mm. something they'll extend on later in updates, or is it is it? I. I'll, I'll share mine first to give you context. It's a good question. It's make definitely your own decision because I I feel like for a short the short answer is yes. I think it will be resolved in the base game, but the long answer is maybe not how we think. Like maybe there'll be. I think they're going to tackle the issues with Halo 5's campaign or story right off the bat. I think they're going to smooth that over and fix that. That doesn't necessarily mean Cortana will be out of the picture or the Guardian-created issue will be done. I could very much see the Guardian-created stuff still having relevance later, post the game. Mm -hmm. But I think as far as answering that question and making us feel good about Cortana, that's going to come in the base game. I feel like it's been too long to not address that. You know what? I think you're right, actually, because I think what I expect from post-launch content in terms of story content specifically uh, I look for them once the story concludes and they start doing that stuff. I look for them to maybe tell a couple stories that kind of precede the events of Halo 5. Maybe some stuff in even in between 4 and 5. Like let's say Palmer's not in the game. Let's say Lasky's barely in there or just maybe mentioned or cameoed. I look for them to maybe tell the story of that character or, you know, I look for like some prequel type stuff, some exposition stuff. And then I look for them to, after a while, then move into sort of stuff post halo infinite core story and and the reason why the rationality behind that is because you naturally expect to see a continuation but i would think that they want that to ferment in people's minds they want yeah. that core story and core campaign to solidify meanwhile getting you excited for additional dlc which is something we've never really had before with halo by having some more spin-off side stuff you know um before kind of moving into post infinite era in terms of chronologically speaking but we'll see yeah, but we're with you, uh, Bear. Uh, thank you for sending that clip in. We're definitely excited. Yes, please to see make a how show with they, that name. I would watch it. Yeah, uh, see how the Cortana situation is resolved. I think that's on everyone's mind as far as the campaign goes. So, uh, Josh, you ready to hear from our buddy King Grunt? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I think this is the first time he's ever sent in a voice. Yeah, clip dude, I'm excited. I love King Grunt. Cool. Here we go. Hey Josh. Hey Brian. I uh, just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to uh, listen to this. Hell yeah, After man. Working a long shift I've been uh, thinking about what you guys said in regards to Halo Infinite and everything that's happened I've been trying really hard to kind of compile all of my thoughts into uh, something that not so contradicting hard but, to do sometimes um, yes it is with um, how everything's going on in the gaming industry and uh, games have either met expectations or missed them by a long shot um, I think about Halo Infinite with a lot of skepticism. Um, even though 
everything that they've done leading up to this moment, uh, three four three in particular, um, were all good shots. I absolutely love what they've done with um, the month to month updates on how the game's going. I love that they postponed it, you know, for another year. Um, but looking at all the pictures and stuff, as much hype is going on with the game and everybody's so excited, I try to keep everything kind of boiled down because I don't want to be misled, you know, by all the pictures, by all these conversations and people assuming, you know, things are going to be in the game that aren't going to be in the game. Right. And I've been just kind of thinking like, now this is, it, it's Halo. Everything that I'm seeing is Halo to me. And that's enough to get me through it. That's enough to get me excited for it. And I honestly want to be surprised when I actually play the game. Me too. I don't want them to just come out and be like, no, this is an open world game and this and this and this and just show us an hour long, you know, demo. I want us to kind of get a feel for it ourselves and be surprised ourselves when we actually get our hands on it. And that looks like the approach they're going with. So with that, I am as excited as I'm going to be with the game because what they have shown looks really good. And given the time that they have had to make the game the best they can, if, you know, if that's exactly what they're doing or they're trying to, you know, uh, extend it for another 10 years, whatever the, whatever their plan may be, you know, I'm on board and that's all I really have to say, but thank you guys for listening. Peace. Yeah. He kind of. He kind of reminds me of uh, a point that we hammer over the head all the time, which is the temporary expectations. I mean, I feel like that's kind of where he's at. I know we're all in a great uh, state of being stoked for Infinite. It's looking better than ever. It's coming this year. We're getting close to seeing more footage. But it's really easy to attach your own ideas of what the game will be and expectations to the footage or pictures we already have to the point where when you play the game, you're waiting to see the thing you've been imagining for a year or two and it's not in the game and you feel robbed and it's like it's not actually anyone's fault because you put it there you know what i mean josh that yes i do because that happened to me with the first mass effect the e3 2005 and exo 6 demos looked drastically different and had different story concepts in them than were in the final game and i really held on to those myself and in a way that's not my fault but in a way it also is you know so when that game came out I was more focused on what wasn't there that I thought was going to be there rather than what was there and kind of got to enjoy it out of that respect. So now I definitely get what you're saying, buddy. I loved your voice. Please send more in all the time. Oh yeah. We love the voice clips. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, I'm kind of at the same point. I mean, I, like I said, I do want to see multiplayer, but I think that's the best way that they can, they can really continue this hype train now is to, to, Close the doors on on campaign stuff, news and updates. Let us all be surprised. You know, just maybe if you're going to do campaign stuff, give us some sizzles with uh, marketing, right? Um, and then show us multiplayer so we can get to see some more gameplay fundamentals and get an idea of what that's going to look like. And then obviously some Forge too. I mean, there's a huge community for that, and they probably want to hear more about that. So um, I really hope that's all we get from here on out so definitely yeah. definitely understand where you're coming from and like brian said you know it's it's good to temper expectations because most people in the community won't do that uh, we won't do that it's hard you know we need to but honestly when we see certain shit we just get excited and we yeah. just revel in it you know because we want to be excited it feels good to be positive and happy but um it is important to be very mindful of that 
And yeah, I you can reminisce on times where you were that excited and it, and it turned out to be that good and you want every game to be that way. Exactly. And I'm sure for you, part of that probably stems from, you know, maybe what happened with Halo 5. And maybe I'm wrong on that. But regardless, I understand where you're coming from and the approach you have. Definitely understand. But thank you. Thank for you your so much for sending in, King Grunt. Um, next, we have Rose's Scythe. He was uh, he sent in a, a clip for our last episode. So here he is again. Oh, nice. So I'm recording this right after listening to the latest episode. Hell yeah. And oh, thanks. And nice with that in mind, I really think Infinite just looks like everything I want. Uh, I came into this friend. Halo Combat Evolved was literally my first video game. It, oh, cool. My brother had it on his original Xbox, and he let me play it, and I was just blown away from the outset. <laughs> and nice. Honestly, I missed most Halos up until the lead-up to 5, and was just playing CE the entire time until like a year and a half before Halo 5 came out. Wow. Interesting. And then I started going through Halo 2 and so on. And the thing is... Halo 2 never really captured me the same way as Halo CE because CE's world and its philosophy of game design were so built around being this distinctive semi-cartoony, arcadey, just FPS. It's definitely Whereas different than Halo 2 tried to make things a little more realistic, make things a little more balanced, you know... And in some ways, I think it failed in that second respect. Whereas Halo CE was just all about you were dropped into this mystical world and you had to run and gun your way through with some strategic, intelligent design behind that running and gunning. Like a lot of people hate the library. I understand why, but I think it's a very well designed level in that it gives you that feeling of what being trapped in this giant structure with a whole bunch of flood would feel like. I definitely felt anxiety. And so when the E3 trailer dropped, when the E3 demo dropped, and for all the visual problems with the clouds popping, you know, the textures, whatever else, I felt the presence of a halo ring, and that was spectacular. And then moving into the combat, I saw all these intelligent ideas, like the banished brutes having their armor chipped down, like was originally planned for Halo 3. The way the elites were shaped, all, you know, curves and moving fast and just built for speed. I'm not even someone who hates the Halo 4 and 5 elites, but man, there was just this arcadey perfection in how everything moved from the enemies to the environment to the rounds of plasma look at how wet they are i love (laughs) that and so for me halo infinite does very much look like it's trying to excel and it's capturing less than the halo 2 and 3 idea other than its Master Chief design. And even then, it's got the bulk of Halo 4 and 5, even if it's based off Halo 3 and that Halo Legends design. It still 
the rest of the world is just entirely CE in my mind. And CE in my mind means masterpiece level. It's the kind of game that perfects a genre in its own right. It's like Mega Man X. It's like Portal 2. It's like Super Mario 3. It is the FPS, and it is the basis from which Halo should be drawn from. Not Halo 3, not Halo 2, not Halo 5, not whatever else. CE is the blueprint. Well, I think he is very, very partial to Halo 1 for sure, and I don't blame him because Halo 1 is amazing, but he does bring up a, a good point that I don't think I really think about too much is, you know, there's always a conversation of Bungie fans and 343 fans, and, you know, a lot of times the people who like the Bungie stuff don't like the 343 stuff, and everyone's like, oh, well, Halo Infinite is going to go back to the Bungie style, but really... I mean, that's a, a fair way to put it, but it's really going back to the Halo CE style. I mean, everything about Infinite just kind of reeks that Halo Combat Evolved sense of of uh, exploration, the the music, the, the fact it's set on just Zeta Halo. Um, it's really quite different from Halo 2 and 3. You know, it's not really hearkening back to Halo 2 and 3 or ODST Reach that much. It's really that specific Halo Combat Evolved. So if there's anybody out there that really only cared for the first game, I think they're also going to be called back to to this game, to Infinite. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, uh, a couple things. Um, one, I mean, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that stuff, but I mean, I, I definitely get where you're coming from, and I think that's very valid um, for sure because I think if you're going to do a soft reboot approach, you don't want to go with any other game than the very first one that kicked everything off. Um, so I get completely where you're coming from, and I think that's... I think that makes a lot of sense at the same time, even though I disagree. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, the thing that's most fascinating for me from that message is it's such an interesting thing to me about how people's perspectives um, and just overall nostalgia for things we love is completely shaped by the first experience we have. And I say that because your first experience was Combat Evolved, like mine. And you didn't even play any until, you know, years later, right? Um, close to Halo 5, you said, which is awesome. That's an amazing, like, it's so unique. I love hearing stuff like that. But then for someone like Brian, for example, his first entry was Halo 2. Another example, Kirstie's first was Halo 4. And that shapes kind of what you want out of Halo, what you expect. Um, and it's all your nostalgia is sort of derivative from that first experience. Yeah. So I completely understand, too, why you would want something very close to that. And I'm really happy for you that you're getting that from what it seems, because I think for a lot of people, that's what they want. And I mean, there's so many good takeaways from that first trilogy. And uh, it's such a great point, Josh, because I played Halo two first. So when I went back to play Halo one, you know, I didn't, I loved Halo one from day from the first time I played, I thought it was amazing, but I didn't think it was perfect. I, I remember thinking to myself, Halo One's got a bunch of repeated missions. It's the same. It's the same missions played backwards. When I Halo Two, unless I'm forgetting something, there's not a single repeated mission in all of Halo Two. It's all original, new content to the very I think you're end. Right. No, I think you're right. So for me, that was like a big downfall. Was like also the fact that I wanted to use the pistol over almost every other weapon. It was just like, why would I pick up the sniper? The pistol yeah. is, got holds more ammo and can do the same thing and. Um, but yeah, it, it, Josh makes a great point. Your, your starting place, that's your formative experience. You know, for Kirsty, she was probably thinking, I'm going to get this level of emotion and character development in every Halo. 
it's really just a four thing, you know, the the exploration simplicity feel of Halo 1, that's really only Halo 1. Um, I would say 2 and 3 probably have the most common ground as far as what makes them Halo, that makes oh, sense. I would agree. Um, but Josh, you, are you ready for our boy Montana Menace? Yeah, and, but I will say real quick, um, just to conclude uh, what I was saying, just because I said I disagreed, uh, you know, I just want you to understand, I... I I love what you had to say because I do. Th- my favorite thing about Halo Combat Evolved that I never got out of any other Halo was that sense of mystery and wonder because everything else is coming off that first experience, so the wonder's gone, right? You kind of know what to expect now in some way. So I I miss that and I really want that again. So well, that's, uh, I mean, definitely understand why you want that as the blueprint. Going off what Josh is saying, that's that's the sacred icon way, right? Like uh, your opinion's different than ours, but it's no less valid. Everybody right. Has I don't think I, just because from. I'm I yeah. Brian and I have a mic. I don't think my opinion's any more valid. But I'm just saying like yeah. No, I definitely get where you're coming from wholeheartedly. Thank totally. you for sending that in. Uh, this is Montana minutes. Here we go. Pretty soon here. Once I get it clicked. <laughs> hey everybody, what's up? Uh, Halo Infinite. I know I'm just way way super stoked for this game. It it feels like a lifetime since we first heard about it. And yep. in game years, it has been a lifetime. And just this roller coaster of everything that's going on, you know, the good, bad, in between. Just all these great minds and all this great talent coming together to give us what's hopefully going to be just an outstanding masterpiece. I'm I'm excited for it. I think I have a lot of the same anxieties as as just about everybody else. Sure. You know, sure. I'm really hoping that it, it brings in new people to a franchise that we all know and love. Me too, buddy. You know, just some new friends, some new people to play with. And if this really is going to be a 10-year game, I, I can't even imagine the things that we're going to be getting five or six years from now. I know not everybody's excited about the stuff they've already talked about and... Like, oh, we're not getting this, we're not getting that. Like, but we could. We could get all of this Very in true. the future and more. And I I think us as a community, we need to let 343 know when this comes out, whether we love it, whether we don't love it, just let them know. And yeah. just, damn, this has been a long time waiting. And I know that I am way super, super ready for it. Yeah, uh, I mean, everyone let them know they didn't like five. So I think if we like this game, we need to step up and say we love it, we like it. You know, uh, this is what we want more of. What I hate is this mentality. You see people, even when they get what they want, they go, "Well, I would, I would praise you for it, but you know, you screwed up the last two so bad. I don't think you deserve that." It's like, get over, come on, get over yourself, right? Right? You know, like if they, if they, if you like this game, let three four three know, and you know, they've obviously steered in the direction they have now because of feedback. So. Resentment and bitterness are like quicksand. Once you step in it and you try to move against the current, it's going to be tough. It doesn't to lead nowhere good, you know what I'm saying? That's right, baby. You know uh, yeah, man. You know what? I completely agree. And I think, too, you know, people so much focus sometimes on what isn't there rather than what is there. Again, it's all about perception, right? So you look at something that's not there. Like maybe a lot of people were upset. To me, I thought it was fucking ridiculous that people were upset 
that the the shotgun wasn't the same. I thought it was ridiculous. Now, I can understand where people are coming from with that, but I thought instead of focusing on everything else we saw, you're focused on the one thing you didn't see, you didn't notice, because it's completely different, this is a different gun, blah, 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 so on and so forth, right? And I thought this is just a completely different perception. This tells me about the person that they're going in, they're looking for things to complain about rather than, hey, I'm excited about Halo, I miss it, it's good to see you, baby, it's been so long, it's good to be back and just be excited again. Someone like Brian, the- even over me with the graphics. Uh, one second, buddy. Um, even with the graphics situation, Brian didn't give a shit about the graphics. Now, I agree with, even though Brian and I often disagree with this stuff when it comes to graphics, the one thing I we can wholeheartedly agree with is that I will take a good game that's fun to play over amazing graphics any day. And that's, Brian didn't give a shit about that. He was not focused on what wasn't there or how things looked. It just seemed fun to play. And I always think back to the moment, if you guys have heard it live, the moment when the brute started charging at chief and you hear, you hear Brian and I just freaking out so excitedly. And that was just an amazing experience. And that surmised, um, our excitement. So anyway, Brian, what were we going to say, buddy? I didn't mean to. No, I mean, yeah, you, you know that. I mean, you, I think when we all saw Halo 4 and 5, nobody really complained about the visuals, um, but they sure as heck complained about everything else. So, I mean, I think if you're if it comes down to you wanting a good, fun Halo that you like at its core, but the visuals are the thing that's lacking, uh, I think that's a good trade-off. Um, but no, no, I think you pretty much you were pretty much hit on what I was going to say already. Yeah, the last thing just to say real quick on that, too, is I think, you know, I, I, I do agree. After after the game comes out, I think it's important that people, if you really enjoyed it and you loved it, go tell them specifically. Always think back to the guy from, I remember seeing it from a making of thing for Elder Scrolls, but like the guy who just went in and designed all the caves probably has never heard many people tell him, hey dude, I loved yeah. these dungeons. It was my favorite part in the game. Go get specific and communicate that to the team so they can see those things and feel gratified yeah. because that's important. They went through the ups and downs in this pandemic too. They deserve to feel appreciated for what they did. Obviously, constructive criticism too, but it's good to people. People, it's just like the news. We get bad news all the time because it's the exception to the good. So we often always hear about the bad stuff, and that changes our perception. So it's easy. To, it's so easy to give out to say mean shit. It's so easy to give out construct or I'm sorry, terrible criticisms and and stuff that isn't really well thought of. Just because that's your. It's so easy to react negatively. But people who take the time to think positive things don't often say them. You don't often tell the person you just saw down the street that they looked hot as hell. You don't tell this person you thought their car looked amazing or blah, 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 blah. blah. We don't make that effort, but we should do that for this. If we really enjoy it, we should do it. The context of how you express your opinion matters a lot. I think Josh and I can say what we need to say on this podcast because we're able to explain ourselves and and explain our position and, and give you our opinion and clarify that it's just that. You know, if I had put on Sacred Icon a year ago, you know, if I just made a tweet that said Halo Infinite's graphics looked fine or looked great, it would have instilled a lot of arguments, a lot of discourse, a lot of anger. Yeah. And it wasn't my impre- it wouldn't be my intent at all. My intent would be to say, I, Brian, think that the graphics look fine, but it would have stirred the pot. It would have been a bad thing. So I didn't say that. I don't. That's not the place to do it. And then we get on the podcast to talk to Josh and go, you know what, Josh? I didn't see any problem with the the, the graphics, but you know, I can see where you're coming from. And then it's the pro- it's something that Alex, I think, first brought it up on our podcast was just the, the place in which you have the discussion is going to make a lot of difference. If you have it on Twitter with the character limit and you can't hear the context of someone's voice, the tone – um, you, it's, it's not the best place to have those discussions. So, right. But yeah. 
Yeah, thank you so much for that clip. Thank you, buddy. Josh. Drop it in from the ceiling. We got a clip from MH Cosplay. How many chili cans does he have in the drop pod? Oh, it's at least two thousand nine hundred eighty six. Jesus Christ! He Last gets more every time. He gets more every time. <laughs> every time he keeps up. Jeez. He actually Mike. brought one. He actually dropped down in two pods. One pod's just the can, just the beans. It's not even. He's not even oh, that's anymore. cool, boy. If there's ever some giveaway oh, the for Halo Hormel Chili, companion bean pod. He needs to do that. Show up in his cosplay armor. Anyway, let's hear it. I'm sorry, man. Let's hear it. You know the music. It's time to dance. Oh, it's yeah. your boy, Mikey Cosplay. Come what on, I do, Brian, Josh. <laughs> always a pleasure to be able to give you an opinion of my own, my feelings about Halo and anything involving Halo. Oh, Just like yeah? you guys do for us every episode you put out. Anyways, Thanks, what has kept me going with Infinite? Well, Infinite, basically. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> got them Jimmy's rustled. Got my blood pumping. Got me excited for it. I was ready to just throw everything on this whatever console. You know, everything coming out for it, man. When they said Series X with Halo Infinite, I was like, dude, there's got to be a Series X console. You know, yeah, and all these things got rushing in 2019 and then you started hearing about covid and all that we had the e3 demo i remember coming home from sci-fi valley comic-con and i had my phone mounted on my dash to try and make sure i didn't miss this and i i wasn't watching fully i actually played <laughs> as soon as i pulled in the driveway so that was a good news um but yeah i mean it's just Infinite had gotten so much going, and then COVID put so much on the back burner. You know, the community kept me going more for it with other people's hype, because we are a community, and that brings us more together when you have something to work with others. And when the feelings are shared, it just makes it even better. And that's been a a big morale booster. Starting my own podcast, you know, thanks to you guys knowing that I can confidently give opinions working hard in my my cosplays just for halo fans to enjoy and it's been that's been helping and the hype over infinite each and every month now with the inside infinites since july and the the drought of information didn't help halo got to a low point again um but that low point kind of got overrid once we started getting news and we all get excited that last Thursday of the month now, man. I mean, <laughs> I won't lie. Crimson and I are always just like, okay, we got these many minutes. Come on, come on, come on, come on. There's so <laughs> much I can say that keeps me smiling about this series, this, this community, this franchise, whatever you want to call it. And that's what's been keeping me hyped for Infinite. I mean, I could easily just say, all right, well, Infinite's coming out. Let's go do this stuff because I have adulting to go do. But man, you guys, like, you know, Dak in the Discord and um, Otendo, I'm uh, sorry, I blinked on his name. I'm sorry. No, you know, you're those good, man. Guys, you you know, got Blaster, it. Blaster always gets me going because he's just, you know, Josh, you know, you know how, what I'm saying. Well, the guys are age, you know, 30s. <laughs> 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 yeah. So we just, every bit of it is keeping me this halo hype this halo community love whatever you want to say um that's kept me pumped for infinite the actual news keep me pumped the screenshots are keeping me pumped i gotta go buy a widescreen monitor now because this keeping me pumped yeah welcome to infinite baby it's a hype train and a half and it ain't stopping it's just gonna keep getting better 
the closer we get. And come June, it's going to be intense. So I'm looking forward to it. I know you're looking forward to it. Sorry, it's a little bit lengthy. But, oh, uh, man, don't apologize. Yeah. Thanks again, as always, guys. I'll see you guys on the next drop. Oh, yeah. Ooh, man. that was that next time as fuck. I'm going to bring a third pot. I'm going to be up to 3,900 chili bean cans. Ah, damn. Um, chili. Once again, this is why I love having the clips, because the people who send in clips, they bring things, you know, topics in that I wouldn't have thought of bringing up my own. Um, something he touched on. Something that uh, Bungie understood first, then 343 also understands and carries it forward is... It's really good to inject uh, hype and and uh, just inject. What am I trying to say? Into the community, you 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 want to give life to the community because they're so often what carries everyone through until the actual people making the game. Oh, they have they help to say. Haven't the community really stewards the hype machine as yes. much as the developers try to themselves? Yeah, and it's like because the developers can only do so much. They got to make the game. They can't be talking. They can't be releasing new content every other day to keep us satiated. So you have your YouTubers, your podcasters, your bloggers, your uh, any other method of entertainment. I haven't mentioned Maybe content all creators, there. basically. You know? Yeah, content creators to to keep that going while everyone else uh, at at three four three is hard at work and. Uh, I think three four three has done a great job of of doing that. You know, they did Outpost Discovery, which I would say literally injected like a year of life into that community, and then now with like the Inside Infinite updates, they're completely getting people through. And uh, yeah, this the, the community is very important for any for any game company out there that doesn't invest in their community. I think they're probably doing themselves a, a big disservice because that's that's like Definitely. it's free marketing, think- and it's free help. You know? Yeah, I think 343 has really done the best turnaround I've seen out of any developer in terms of how they've been able to cover their game amidst a delay. Games like Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga is just, we've got so little to go off on, but yet with Halo Infinite, we have something to go off on every month now. And then now they've given us enough where they're like, okay, we've dangled the carrot so you could at least see the carrot, but now we're going to take it back, <laughs> you know, wait to pull it out of the oven, I guess, so to speak. I don't know why you would do that with a carrot, but actually, I don't know. I'm really <laughs> hungry right now, guys. Anyway, anyway, Mikey, thanks for sending that in. You know, and again, it just reminds me that, you know, so many of us, I feel like, are here. We don't necessarily say it, but so many of us are here because we want to maybe play together at the end of this thing. So many, so many of us have gotten older and our friends have gone on to different things, but we've been able to find one another or maybe we didn't ever have friends before that we could share in this with and we found a home. But like so much of this is a march to the end game of this game being out, right? And that experience post it. So I'm I'm really, really excited to just get to experience this with you guys. I know I say that all the time, but I just... That's so important to me. So, Mike, what you said, I can't even remember now what specifically triggered that, but you made me think of it. But anyway, love your enthusiasm, man. Love your voice. Um, love getting to hear you. Love knowing you. And, uh, dude, you're just awesome and appreciate having you and everyone else in the community. So, yeah. Uh, he mentioned uh, Crimson Seraph in his voice recording. So, let's hear from the Crimson Seraph himself right now. What do you mean, Mr. Law and Order? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm thinking he won't do that this time. We'll see. You better. <laughs> What are my thoughts about Halo Infinite up to this point? What am I going to do when Halo Infinite drops? What are my plans for that? What oh, am I going to do? <laughs> Brian really knows how to ask the questions, doesn't he? I am yes, he so does. excited, guys. I can't even tell you. Tell I haven't been this excited for a Halo game uh, in a long time, actually. Well, obviously, at least six years. But no, it's probably been since Halo 4. Um, yeah, 
I mean, yeah, we've we've had the delay, and the delay when it first was announced. Like I kind of had the feeling it might happen, and I was bummed about it. And it hit John in hard. That, I, I even told him as much, yeah. but I knew it was for the best. I was just wanting, you know, I was just being selfish and wanted it in my hands. But uh, being no knowing that they are. They're, they're spending this extra time, this extra year to really give us the game that we, not only that we want, but really that they know that we deserve. And I don't mean that as in like, you know, we're self-absorbed, but literally we are paying for a game. We are the fans of the game, which is why they're making the game. Right. No, I get it. You know, they don't want this to be a half-hearted adventure. They want this to be the best game. They want this to be that 10-year game. And, uh, you know, seeing the, the extra efforts that they put into it, reading about from all these different teams about all the, the work they've done into it, the thought that's really gone into it. Um, it really feels like it's been built from Halo fans, not to give us something new and flashy, which I feel like maybe has been more in the past, with at least with the, you know Halo 4 and Halo 5, trying to really prove us that they can give us something unique. But with Infinite, it's not about giving us something unique, necessarily. It's not about giving us... Um, There's a ghost coming in the room behind John. What's out? Giving us Halo. <laughs> giving us the best Halo we can and really having faith. And this is a, a really, really, when you boil down to it, I think this is the, the crux of what any Halo should be. Having faith in the IP, having faith in the game, having faith in its potential to put all of your bags all of your eggs into the basket of making the best Halo game you can and having faith that that will propel itself into being a top tier game regardless of what other trends are out there so I feel like that's what they're doing I feel like they have their 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 goals straight from everything we've read um, you know the few images we've seen I'm getting flashbacks to Combat Evolved to Halo 3 to Halo reach a little bit of halo 4 even Hell yeah. in all the right ways there's none of this that none of the, the the images that i've seen since we've got the inside infinites have i looked at any image and gone man that's really not what i've envisioned not what i've wanted it looks good it looks oh man it, it's it's what i want and i can't wait for it um to answer the question about what my plans are i've already told my wife like i mean it was it was set in stone Back when we thought the game was coming out last year, I'm taking a day off of work. The day of release, midnight comes, or you know, whenever the game officially. One day, John, and come on. One day, come on, man. I'm take going the to week. be able. I'm starting it up. Hell, take a month. Series X. <laughs> it's going to be ready to go, and I'm going to be playing this game. I'm going through the campaign first, um, probably either easy or normal, because I don't want the difficulty and the quote-unquote realism of the difficulty to get in the way of really soaking in the environment I get that I get that the story and dying multiple times over and over again I'll probably really go heroic anyways so uh, probably easier normal for the first playthrough uh, immersing myself in the story trying to soak it all in whoever who knows how long that's even going to take to finish but I'm not playing multiplayer until I'm done with the campaign I'm going all in on the campaign um, I'm actually going to be playing through the other Halo titles. Yes, Ryan, that includes Halo 5. Yeah. I get one other playthrough of Halo 5 nice. uh, in, in this uh, before Infinite's release. So I'm, you know, caught up. And in that mindset, in that that uh, 
that, that yeah, I, I'll just be ready for it. And uh, also, we've got the the um, divine light, or sorry, divine wind book coming. Yeah. In, I think uh, October nineteenth on my birthday, so that will be a good. Well, that's uh, awesome. Lead into Halo Infinite as well. Really look forward to E three more than likely when we're going to see all the the new uh, videos that Joe Joe Staten was uh, teasing. I'm just I'm ready, guys. I know you are too. Oh, yeah. uh, I know the community is ready. I can't wait to see what we uh, Sacred Icon can do as well. Yes. So, um, yes. Yeah. Thanks. That was uh, John, and he's our moderator in the Discord. A uh, good friend. Um, you know, whenever I think of Halo Infinite being delayed. I think of Jondon as the, uh, he's the embodiment of disappointment when it was delayed. Like, I just picture, like, and I don't, I mean that not in a bad way, Jondon. I just mean, like, you were so down that that game got delayed, and it was like, I hope it's not a year, and then it, it was a year, and he's just like, oh, my. I just was like, feel, I don't want to lie. I'm yeah. sad. I just feel like his soul was breaking there, but now we're finally, we're, I think we're far enough away from that delay and clo- and you know even though we're not that close, close enough to release that it's now not hard anymore. It's like, okay, we're on the path to an even better game. Um, really cool that uh, your wife is cool with that day off and, and making <laughs> that one day. No, I'm just kidding. Make it a week, man. Off. Come on, you deserve it. But it's good when you have a wife that, that or a wife or girlfriend that will let you um, have that time for something really important. I know my wife's the same way, but I have def- me and Josh have definitely either been with or met friends, um, girlfriends who are not like that, where they're like, no. you are, yeah. I don't care, this is stupid, you're too old for this. And it's like, no, they're passionate about this. You need to be cool because you're not being cool right now. But uh, well said. Well said, Johnny. We're very yeah, Johnny, excited. Uh, I agree, man. I agree. Uh Wholeheartedly, with uh, I can't wait to see what you know the launch of this game means for for us as a podcast community and um, everything that's going to follow that. Uh, you know, I I one of you, one of you guys said it before, um, mentioned the ten year plan, and you know that's one of those things I don't think they'll probably do literally, but I mean it. You would think that at least we're going to get several years of content within that, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, makes me really excited. Um, just you know post-launch uh always always uh, gonna come back to that and always just really excited for that because that's ultimately where i want to get it's like i mean brian and i have talked about taking time off i haven't even told you this brian but i i like last night at work i kept thinking i shouldn't take the week off this game comes out i shouldn't do it i need to take off the week after because i'll be able to have time to still record as much as i need to the week of but i'm going to be playing that game constantly it's the week after i want to be available as as much as possible to get people on the show get roundtable discussions multiplayer tournaments things like that and all that kind of stuff so i already got i already got a week request off and i don't even know when the game comes out i just took a guess yeah he did he did so there you go took the week in november 15th man i tell you what guys uh you'll listen to us for a while and and fed off our enthusiasm as we've fed off you guys but like I cannot wait for you guys to really get to see Halo hype uh, shine with Brian. Like I can't. He's gonna put on a whole new. It's like a DLC skin. It's just gonna. But it it, it gives him such a stat boost, Ooh. and it, it buffs all of us. So it is amazing, and I cannot wait for that ride. And you know what? The last thing I gotta say is with this is everything you said reminds me. We did an episode about a year ago called "The Calm Before the Storm." And that was the episode before everything went over and we're almost at that point. And that's what it feels like this episode is even getting to is where I feel like right now we're building up to that calm before the storm moment where we're about to go downhill and see gameplay again. 
downhill in a good way, by the way, like on a nice sled or something like that, or a skateboard, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. I can't believe it's been that. It's been almost a year again since. It's been a while. It's been a it's while. It's good. Uh, Josh, you know, we both like the show Chuck a lot. And in the show, in the show Chuck, uh, the reason that Chuck gets the intersect in his head is because Bryce Larkin sends him the intersect. And so when I when I got this voice clip from our buddy Otendo, uh, he called me Bryce in his recording, which I am totally cool with because Bryce is from Chuck, which is a show I very much love. And I thought uh, I thought that was kind of funny. That, oh, nice. Uh, I'm going to start calling you that from now on. Yeah, call me. it also makes me sound like I'm much stronger. I feel like Bryce is just a manly name. Well, Bryce still a very so. strong name. But it, it is a strong name, but Bryce, I just feel like, oh, look at me, look at me muscles. Oh, man. That's how I feel. Um, so, <laughs> what are you, like a steward? In a I have a no king? idea. But here we go from okay, uh, Otendo. Hello, Josh and Bryce. It's me. Yeah, Otendo. that's me. I don't usually express myself this much, but I'll try my hardest and I'll do my best to tell you exactly what my thoughts were for the entire way from the moment we first saw Chief's helmet to now. You're already doing amazing. The year was 2018. Oh, yeah. I was sitting down in my living room eating my dinner. I was having the most Aussie thing you can eat, a meat pie. Oh, I was watching the E3 event on YouTube. I was really excited for the brand new games, a new Halo game more specifically. Mm-hmm. They played the Halo Infinite E3 2018 announcement trailer, which I I didn't know at the time. I knew they were going to show a new Halo game, but coming from Halo 5, this looked a bit different, a bit familiar. Even the music sounded familiar too, like it was a slowed down string version of Halo 2's Impend. The Space Rhinos and all the shebang had me in shock and awe. It looked beautiful. It was the most beautiful looking game I ever saw. Then, the big reveal of Chief's helmet with that classic <laughs> I, I love like it. many people, was in disbelief. I kept screaming, they did it! The Mad Lads did it! The Chief is back! <laughs> oh, I was I so love his excited. Voice. It was from that moment I made the decision, I'm getting a Series X. Hell yeah. And I'm getting the game. Fast forward to E3 2019. I was actually there, believe it or not. I oh, saw wow. oh, everything. Shit. Real talk. I had some fun there, did some things. Anyways, from my hotel room, after bawling my eyes out of happiness that Banjo and Kazooie were announced for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, I grew up with Banjo-Kazooie. They were my childhood, so seeing that was just an absolute pleasure. It was amazing. That's awesome. Halo Infinite's trailer discovered Hope played, and oh my god, it looked just as good as the first trailer the year before. The chief looked absolutely stunning, and the way he spoke, let me tell you this, my friend, or my sister's boyfriend, doesn't play Halo. Well, he has, but a long time ago, when he saw that, he said, that's the chief. Like, as soon as Master Chief was, or John was speaking, he said, that's chief, that's what he is, that's what he sounds like. That's really cool. He's a man of few words. That's one of the things that made me think, this is the Halo game. The Halo game we've been wanting for so long. I was crying with joy. One of the best moments in my gaming life. Pardon the cringe. That moment, (laughs) I began to research and to look every day for more Halo Infinite news. I was so excited. 
Then 2020 happened. With that excitement for more Halo Infinite still fresh in my mind, I was hyped for the July Xbox Game Showcase. But for the first time, they were going to show gameplay. Gameplay! I stayed up the whole night, even knowing I had to wake up for work. The gameplay was shown, and I'll be honest with you guys, do you know that meme with the black guy smiling, and then afterwards not smiling? Well, that was me. <laughs> On YouTube it was lagging, and some of the models and lighting didn't work right. I was still excited, and I liked the reveal. Don't get me wrong, but now after this, it turned from pure excitement to excitement, but skeptical as well. Okay. I was going to make a live reaction at the time, but because it was late, I made it into a, my, a, my thoughts on video for my YouTube channel. I was starting to worry for the game, but I checked on for more info on the game every day, hoping it becomes a great game. So the news about Halo Infinite during the end of 2020 to now had rekindled the flames for pure excitement for me. So many good things. What gets me angry is that some people still, to this day, think that Infinite looks terrible. I, I, have, I have never seen a game that has changed dramatically like that. It looks incredible, as well as so many things were added. I generally don't get it. Dudes, it may sound like I'm a squealing fangirl here, but I actually am generally excited for Halo Infinite. No joke. And I would also have to thank Infinite for this too. It made me meet all sorts of new people, including you guys. It made me go out of my way to talk to more people. You guys helped out as well. You, you, you fueled the fire for that, for me talking with people online, but... That's awesome, man. This also helped as well. And it's not just you guys as well. The people at the Late Night Gaming Discord as well. Oh, that's Infinite awesome. For me, I wanted to be the Halo 3 for people. But what I mean by that is so many people I see on the comments section talking about the fond memories of Halo 3. But you know, when, you, when you look at Halo 3 music or something like that, they generally talk about like, oh... Oh, I miss about miss this, I miss that. And I remember playing with my friends and this and that. You know what I mean. You must have experienced it as a kid too. But me, I never did. I know you, you guys already know this, but I never did. And, and I I wanted I wanted to fill that empty hole I had since two thousand and two. I want to hang out with friends and play Halo like I used to when I was little. I never had that the whole time as a kid. I never, aside from Halo Combat Evolved, I never knew what it was like to play with other people. Anyways, that's what I think of Halo Infinite from then to now. I'm honestly pouring out what I truly think of the game. I'm really excited about it, and I'm hoping that this will become the game that will not only have people talk to me more, and I talk to them, help me with my communication skills, but as no, you're well doing great, man. as this too, it becomes my newest favorite Halo game. Thank you for the taking the time to listen to me. You guys are the best. Stay classy, Josh and Bryce. This is Nick from Nintendo signing out.
Wow. Uh, thank you so much for sending that in, Otendo. Uh, you know, that, that, was, that was very cool of you to be, like, emotional and, and share, you know, genuinely how you feel about I that. Because that. that's not always easiest the easiest thing to do. And, you know, we talked about this earlier in the episode with Corey, but it's good, the same goes for you, man. Sometimes you get people that join your community you know, later on. And when they come in, they're just, they just make a name for themselves. They, they're, they're there and you get to know them. And that's definitely been you, man. You are a part of our community and it sucks that you didn't have people to play with for so long, but those days are behind you, my friend. You, you have a sacred icon discord and, and, and community and just us, us together to, to constantly be there so you to have someone to play with. So thank you so much for sharing that, that history that you have. And, and I hope that you really love infinite and that you have make some awesome memories going forward uh number one i want to say <laughs> i agree with brian uh number one i want to say um i love your voice uh, i didn't know you were an aussie so but now that uh you mentioned that i could not hear it and i love aussie accents so please send us in clips all the time i want to hear your voice man um very well said i know you said you had to write that out and stuff like that you did such a fantastic job i loved listening to all of that and also, you know, just in terms of your voice and how you, you speak and communicate yourself, it's really well applicable to things like YouTube. So I'm really happy you're Very doing that clear. because if you, yes, if you weren't doing that, I would be on here saying, dude, you need a YouTube or something like yeah. that. Um, very happy about that. Uh, number two, you know, dude. You're just an amazing person in general. Um, I love seeing you pop up in the community. I know there's sometimes that, you know, because of your where you're at. A different schedule. Um, different schedule and stuff like that. Thank you. Um, that, you know, there's not as many people on usually when you're kind of waking up or people are getting ready to go to bed when you're waking up and stuff like that. But um, we appreciate having you in there. We love seeing you in there. You're always so kind and sociable and communicative. I uh, love getting to chat with you. Um, lastly, just regarding everything you said, um, buddy, I hear you. And, you know, it was really emotional for me too. when I felt, you know, we said earlier in the episode about the, the Halo 3 nostalgia, Brian, and I felt, and I was just, I went to work melancholy because I just felt like, you know, at the time I was thinking, well, Brian had gotten married. I thought, um, my Halo hype man has moved away and, and had his happy ending, sort of a new beginning in that sense. And, I knew I'd still see him, still talk with him, but in terms of Halo, it just felt like it had ended, and, and, and the same thing with other friends and stuff like that, and we came into this, and I just kept thinking the more we kind of started doing infinite content that I really wanted to to get to the post-launch and, and make sure that that was a thing, because it felt like, it always feels to me like that's a thing that's there, like we're not communicating, but we're all feeling, is that like we can't wait to all play this stuff together, but um that's important. And especially for someone like you who hasn't really gotten to have that. Um, I didn't know that. And I'm really glad that you told us that because that really further motivates me to make sure we do that and make time for that and everything uh, regarding having a, a good uh, community, you know, and in terms of just being able to play together. You know, that's, that's yeah. so important. Brian and really I have so many, Brian and I have so many memories of playing Halo games together. And uh, that's just... That solidified nostalgia, you know, this not nostalgia we have for Halo Five has less to do with the game and the nostalgia. Things like the beta night we had, um, things like sitting out in some of the parking lots, him and I would do, um, eating fast food and just talking about it, seeing people get pulled into conversations, and you know that that facilitated so much. So I cannot wait for you to get to to have these experiences, especially, you know, I can't wait to see things like Forge and we get to see maybe what crazy custom games that people. Uh, develop out of that and, and get to have fun. We're all screaming, laughing, uh, you know, at the top of our lungs and stuff like that. But buddy, um, 
you are great at communicating and I appreciate any time you make the effort to, to send us stuff like this. Never stop doing it. Never stop doing your YouTube. And thank you for being a part of the community. We love you. Yeah, we're so glad we got to meet you, man. Stay around. We'll be playing Halo Infinite before you know it. Yeah, you're going to play um, friends this year. Josh, this is the final clip. We're going to play this, react, and then we're, I'm going to get us through that business quick. So I hope you're on your toes for that patron, those patron shout-outs. I'm on be my butt. But uh, <laughs> nah, right, man, this I is from our buddy, Ryan Barca. Hell yeah. Coming up anytime I want to click this button. <laughs> Brian, what up, sacred boys? Hope you guys are getting what your up, pipes dude? ready for when you're singing at my wedding there with the beautiful voices of Oh, yours. hell yeah. Oh, uh, hell yeah. It's been a while. Long journey to Halo. <laughs> yes, man. A lot of pivotal moments. So super excited on everything that we've seen, honestly. Like, feels like each update we get, kind of like you guys said uh, last night, the DNA of Halo is coming out more and more, and it's just so impressive. And like what I thought was the most pivotal point is obviously when we got the gameplay reveal, and that's actually when I when I joined this community because I was so hyped. But what actually to me I thought was so pivotal and like really brought out that Halo DNA is when we finally got the music and we finally got to hear what's going to be going through our speakers on Zeta Halo. Like so good. When we got those three tracks released. I'm in love with all of them. Honestly, it's some of my favorite Halo music that's out there. From Set a Fire in Your Heart, which is a certified banger, through the, <laughs> through the trees, slaps. And then I really love Riviere. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. but I'm thinking Riviere. I don't know. It oh. just like gives me these high range of emotions. From It sounds like Bungie Halo, but also 343 Halo, kind of like the deep kind of forerunner mystery, but also brings kind of the light heartedness there too. And even when we got the Discover Hope trailer, like that music where we got kind of the classic Halo 1 drum beats, and then it kind of kicked into something different. And then same with, um, I think it's the Starry Night track, like where Cortana track talks of Halo 3 and getting that at the end. Like, it sounds so familiar, but there's just a nice different twist that's not too different where it's an unrecognizable, but it's just so Halo, but it's so new. It's so fresh. And to me, like, that makes all the difference when we're playing Halo is the music. I mean, think back to your favorite levels in any Halo game, and you could probably associate the track that goes into your favorite part. I mean, the Scarab fight in the Covenant, right? Like Halo 2 when you're taking down uh, the Scarab. Halo 1 Warthog run. Every, everything, you know, and even Halo no, 4, like, definitely. at the end with the Didact. Like, I think that track's Midnight, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. But, or, yep. I don't know. But that track's awesome. Like, all those moments stick out, and just kind of what we've heard so far, it's gonna have those moments like i just loved in the gameplay demo when he gets the the mangler and then he's like grappling hooked up the mountain and it's like the doo -doo 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 -doo. and it's just yeah. like got this awesome ambiance i love it i think that was so pivotal for me because it's just gonna really sh sharpen out that dna that you know that i think is much needed and god i'm so freaking excited for this game i need this to come out yesterday i can't wait for e3 i'm sure you guys are gonna have a lot to discuss when we get that and they said in the recent inside infinite article that they're going to be showing videos um for all the uh, events coming up so we got a lot of hype and you know we're almost coming up a year on that gameplay demo so we're almost there boys almost there hell yeah keep it sacred yeah man the music is incredible 
Um, and it, what's awesome is that we, so we've got three tracks so far, and I can't remember who said it recently. It must have been an Inside Infinite post or something, but they said, we haven't released any other tracks because all the other tracks have uh, spoilers in the title. And they want you to experience that story, you know, going forward the first time. So those might be the only three tracks we have. But man, do they sound amazing. It definitely invokes what we're all used to from Halo. And like you said, every time you think of like a favorite level, you think of that track. Or if you're listening to the track in your car or something, you can go, oh, I know what I was doing. I had yep. my <laughs> carbine out and I was shooting this I know where I was jackal. five years ago the first exactly. time I was Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, I was just thinking too at the beginning of your message talking about, you know, how you're, now you're engaged. And I don't know when your wedding date is, but it's going to be crazy for you to think like back when you played Halo 5, if somebody could tell you, hey man, by the time Infinite comes out, you're going to either be engaged or married. And you probably think to yourself, holy, that that can't be, right? That can't be. I mean, I know for me, I was living in my parents' basement when Halo 5 came out. And since then I moved, bought a house, sold that house, got married and moved to a different state across the, the country. So so much has happened in all of our lives. I think yeah, John said you just all have of, of a gap of time it has been since yeah. the last relevant Halo. It's crazy. I think John said all of his children were born post Halo Five. So it's just all of our lives. Like, are well, different. there's no Halo house. Let's do something else. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Only reason that John didn't had kids. Um, that's hilarious. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Um, but just crazy. Uh, it's, it's cool to see though that Halo is pulling us all back together. You know, all of us are saying, "Hey, we went off and did these things in our life, and now it's bringing us all back together." So, you know, thank you so much for that message, yeah, Ryan. Thank you, buddy. Uh, uh, yeah, you, for some reason, dude, you're, I love your voice. Like it, it reminds me of something. Like, I just based off the picture I've seen of you in your voice. Like if we had a new 90210 show, I would want you to be like one of the lead stars. You had like this 90s, like this cool ass 90s vibe. I just, I love it. Seems man. like a straight bro. Dude, such a cool dude. No. Love you, man. And yes, I feel the same way. I think the music is really important. Um, it really adds to the atmosphere. If we didn't have what we had from Marty and Michael in the first couple Halo games, it just wouldn't, Halo wouldn't be the same. It would. No, you know? not even and close. It, that adds so much because when you hear those, when you hear familiar tracks, even with it's something outside of Halo, it takes you back to a place in time and it instills good emotional memories, right? And that's what music does to us. It moves us. And that's so important. Um, and it's so important that this game has it too because 10, 20 years from now, you know, and where, wherever we're at in our lives, like it's going to be important to hear those tracks, something like Through the Trees, and you can remember the first time you heard that on this Waypoint article, and you're like, man, I was a member of this one community, and we were all like so excited and enjoying this, and then you, then you think about its place in the game, and I don't know, so much love that, that it's so important. It's paramount that the music is, is good, and it seems like it's going to be. Well, guys, we have arrived at this uh, crucial point where it's now the 1st of May, the Inside Infinite updates are over with, and it won't be that long before we see footage. I, this this episode wasn't intended to be a, a Calm Before the Storm Part 2, but I think it kind of became that almost. Yeah, even I'm though sure we're we'll not still that kind close of do something yet. like that, but it probably won't even be as yeah. good as this because this no. was a pure, fun, spectacular. Yeah, this was solid. Um, yeah, so, okay, Josh, I'm going to, we're going to spend a little bit more time on these because we've got two new patrons. And then we're gonna we're gonna really speed through the, the, the yeah. rest here. But I just kind of just kind of totally spazzed out there. But um, <laughs> you're good. Uh, if any of you guys enjoy the music for Sacred Icon, the intro, the outros, the you know, if, if you've already been a patron, you know that we have an entire uh, Sacred Icon metal album for, for for download. If you're a patron for as low as a dollar on there, um, where is that at? Guy, where can where can people do that? Uh, patreon.com slash sacred icon podcast only a dollar you get get everything 
You get everything for a dollar. Um, but our buddy Caleb Webster is the one who makes all that music. And he decided that making us dope-ass music for a low price wasn't enough. And he became a $5 patron. So we want to shout out to our buddy, Caleb Webster. Caleb, thanks so Thank much, so man. Much. I want to have you on the show at some point because you're like this unofficial member that is official, you know, this this right. part of this, well, this show and helping us. We just said that, like, Halo wouldn't have been the same without Marty and Michael's music. Like, the interpretation of Sacred Icon would not be the same without the... the, the audio identity we know and hey man we've heard people by the way i don't know if brian's ever told you but we've heard people in the community before that have told us a lot that they love that kind of music and when brian would post that stuff on twitter um they were just they were loving it some people were even like is this officially from the soundtrack damn this is good yeah right people loved it man yeah but yeah if you guys want to uh be able to own that or hear it more often just become a dollar patron and it's all there for download there's at least there's over 10 tracks for sure Oh, yeah. um, but thank you so much, uh, Thanks, Caleb. Thanks, man, dude. Can't uh, wait to talk to you sometime. Our next patron, I don't think I've talked to him before, but it's Chris Greco. Reminds me of a gecko. So I think. Oh, I like that name. I it like reminds me of Gex, Greco. those PlayStation 1 games. Yeah, Isn't it called no, Gek, I remember the gecko? Those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is Chris Greco from Gex the Gecko. Well, I like it. I, I feel like I trust him already. Right? <laughs> Try to say that five times fast. Chris Greco? Oh, see, I already yeah. failed the first time. No, Chris Gecko, Gek the Gecko. Say that five times fast. I'm not even going to try to say it once. No, it's not worth it. All right, <laughs> but dude, Josh, love we're going to move on. Thank you, man, so much. And make this quick, because boy, we've given you a long episode. But before that, let me just throw it out there. If you guys want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Sacred Icon Pod. Josh is at Jovial Joshy. Bang. I'm at Brian's Bane. Bang, bang. If you ever want to send us an email, send that voice clip. It's at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. And like I said... Patreon.com slash Sacred Icon Podcast. It's Boom! To go to offer us some support if you'd like, but if you don't want to, just listening is enough. Please. Also, <laughs> we would love a five. We would love a five star review on iTunes. It has been a yeah, long been, ass time. It's been a while. It's been yeah, a long ass time. <laughs> it would mean so much to us. We'll read it off on the show. Yeah. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, go ahead and leave an iTunes review there. Be, we'd love that. But anyways, going into our patrons, I'm gonna say this quick. We got Tony. With that awesome message you sent. Tony, thanks so much, buddy. Love you, man. Nicholas Terry. Nicholas Terry, love your name. Thanks so much, buddy. Pixel Freaks. Adam Sandler didn't do it as good as you. No, definitely not. King Grunt. Thank you for that clip. Better than all the rest. Aries0430. That mustache. Start working on it. You got to beat the Wonder Woman stash. (laughs) Thanks so much. Alex Diaz. Thank you for support. Love your name. Thank you, buddy. Montana Menace. George Lucas hates you, but it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Thanks so much, buddy. Yeah. I got your potatoes. Thank you so much for your support. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Armageist, dope ass name. Armageist. Yes, thank you. Next, we got a fucking Ouija. Fucking Ouija. Get him, Josh. Chase him down. I'm oh looking down God. the road, Josh. Tackled him. Oh, man. I rolled a natural one on that. Uh, he got away. Uh, You'll never Josh, get me. Cereal. What are you going to have? Oh, shit. We'll have some Cody-O's. Cody-O's. Next, thank we got you, Joshy Big Boy. Thank you, Joshy Big Boy. He was named after Josh right here in the podcast. No. Don't listen to Brian. <laughs> Ryan Barca, you're a bro. Thank you so much. Dude, love your voice. Thank you so much. Dustin Mondre, long Dustin time Dustin Mondre. Fresh to death. Anthony Nicolosi, Anthony badass Nicolosi. dude from KO Qual Entertainment. Entertainment. Bam! Said that at the same time. Corey Hanks, thank you so much for your support, man. Love, we love you, you, man. You're a member of this community. Uh, Prayanshu Kilimanjaro, thank you for that long, long message. Did I say his name right? You're oh, give me yeah, a you look. did. Nice. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we and love uh, you, I can't man. wait for that tag, man. I know it's coming. Uh, Oni BB, make sure you come back. We haven't heard from you in a long time. We love you, but you're still supporting. Thank you so I much. I love you, baby. Next, we got some protein jugs. Protein jugs? Say <laughs> what? He had to get that whey protein so he could, he could stop the covenant in Mombasa, you know what I'm saying? Master Chief. Next, we got... 
MH cosplay dropping through the ceiling with 100,000 cans of chili. Woo! That's a lot of chili, man. He can wipe out the eat all by of himself. It. Thanks, Mike. Genesis, Genesis, thank you so much for that Thanks, support. Buddy. Ian Big Dog Mills, you're the esports pro. Man, love you, Photon, dude. Photon, Meme Lord, we got we to gotta talk to you, bro. I miss Baby, you so much. Back. I'm you can blame it all on me. Ooh, Ooh that was good. Beautiful. I was hitting that. Next, yeah, we got KN Nick. Uh, KN Nick, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that support. Uh, Jondon, thank you for being there as always. Moderating like a true G. Trevor Pokey, you got a a, a woman. You got a woman on each arm, and then you got two more women waiting to be on your arm after them because you are so Thank you, buddy. Thank you so much. Hope work's going good. When is WandaVision season two? I don't know. But (laughs) until then, we can talk to the Shipleys. I'd rather talk to them anyway, even though Uh, WandaVision's good. Thank you, guys. Dust Storm are Dust the, Storm, he's the OG Halo podcast. Amazing. Case. Thank you so much for the support. So much validation. Love you, bro. Glass, one of these days you're going to hire a fucking Ouija to go tackle Matthew Salvatore. Pass. <laughs> Don't do that. Thank you for being your, being the second longest running patron. We love you so much. Yeah, thank you so and, much. And uh, finally, we have... The man who saw Justice League knew it needed more said hashtag restore the Snyderverse. I'm sorry. Released the Snyder Cut, and then it be then it Got came it. out and shit, you know. And now it's hashtag restore the snipers. I fucked up, my bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for another long, long episode. Thank you for your clips. Thank you for the patron support. We love you guys. Doing Sacred Icon is the coolest thing freaking ever. And uh, Josh and me are just so thankful. So, as always, oh, yeah. guys. Josh, you got something you want to say before I take us out? No, I just want to say, oh, oh hell yeah, oh hell yeah. Okay, well, where's your like uh, bang bang? Oh, I already did it. You just missed it. Oh, okay. Well, I just did it. So there you go. I got you back. I but anyways, it. guys, we got to get out of here. I got <laughs> lots of crap to do. Josh got lots of crap to do. We love you. And as always, keep it sacred. Peace, guys. Without challenge, I grew weary, lost, alone. Fire in your heart, Spartan! <laughs> <laughs>